0: And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.
1: This is the Vencast Studio Collection. We are back.
2: Welcome, welcome. Welcome to episode eight of Riding the Pine. I'm Hondo here with Gee. What's up, Gee? What's going on? Oh man, we got a great episode. We're gonna introduce a special segment today. You're back from vacation. We are into the preseason. But basketball is here. Basket basketball, basketball is, like- is here. Basketball is here. All right, we need to kick it off and go to this weekend basketball. <laughs> play, play everything. Play everything right now. Right now. All right, so let's kick it off. So we let's kick it off with some league activity. So a couple of notes kind of coming in. There is There there has been uh, a little bit of a story, kind of an advancement in the CBA. And Interesting. And I, I, I know that this is just kind of coming out, but it sounds like a December 15th kind of uh, deadline to get this resolved. Right. But it sounds like there's very positive progress. I don't have a lot of the details exactly. I, I know that some of the rookie contract structures – we're probably going to change but i think for next for next episode we're going to come back with some of those details cuz they're still kind of emerging right so i just saw those right, I know, right I know it's like the a, it's a
3: cba in transition it's like it's not just all overhaul in one season it's yeah. like a 3 4 year thing but there's a new cba renegotiation happening that's insane
2: yep yep it's it's coming but i've heard i've heard right before this episode that it's been positive and we should we should have at least some of the negotiations done within the next couple of weeks. Cool. So that that's extremely positive, but we'll table the rest of that conversation for, for next episode. Let's talk about what we know. All right, so let, let's get right into it. Ben Simmons breaks his foot, just just crushing
3: Philly fans. Literally. <laughs> his foot has been crushed. So, his, so, fifth, so, his fifth metacarpal or whatever it is, yeah. whatever okay. it was called. I think... Um, He weighed in, like, at the draft, like, 205 or 215 or something. Okay. And he jumped up to 245. Between the draft and... 205 to 245? Yeah, um, uh, 215 to, like, 245. 215 to 245. He gained 30 pounds. Sure. And it's like someone gave him bad advice to gain this weight to be more like LeBron James. Yeah. Or there might have been some sort of, like, you know, we can read into it a little bit more and say that there might have been some sort of, like, You know, ploy to like take the season with Ben Simmons out. You know, Ben Simmons had a weird history in LSU, and um, but I don't think that's the case. I think he just got some bad advice to gain weight, yeah, and work through that through the preseason. And it's just it's too much weight too fast. I I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've never really heard of that really before.
2: I mean, obviously, obviously these players know that they need to bulk up, but like that fast, that like right after the draft going yeah adding adding 30 pounds that quickly and just i, yeah. I don't it's one it's just not healthy and two, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's terrible advice so i totally and it's p- and it's going to torpedo
3: his jersey sales <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah tank him down the drain i feel um like there's been a few cases of this type of injury and i probably butchered the type of injury just now but um kevin durant tore that exact same um you know, um, bone in his in his foot. Yeah, and I'm sure that other people have as well, and they just haven't come have been the same. So I'm is, pretty sure. Go ahead.
2: So is it a re- recurring thing? So when it happened to Kevin Love,
3: did he, Durant?
2: Oh, sorry. When it happened to Durant, did
3: it end up? Was it a one time issue? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was out for a good portion of the year, and then okay. he came back in an advanced sure. stage. And he shouldn't have, and he re-injured it. I I don't know if you remember that, but it was like three seasons. Yeah, and they no, no, barely I, made the playoffs, and they yeah. didn't do anything because they didn't have anyone.
2: I remember it. So, what is the official line from Philly about his time to recover on this?
3: I I'm I'm hearing six to eight weeks. I'm also hearing like through March. Wow. Okay. Just he w- just had surgery though, so
2: wildly different. So we'll we'll kind of stay tuned on this, but that that is a major blow to. To one of the the finest athletes to emerge, it's from weird the draft. because
3: like he was probably the shoe in, if not the the uh, most uh, anticipated rookie of the year okay. candidate. And now we're looking at. Don't make predictions yet. That's we'll save it for the prediction episode. And now we're looking at. <laughs> all
2: right, all right. So we're, we're gonna move on from the Ben Simmons, the Ben Simmons story to to our man KG retires, and. We, we talked a little bit about that already in, in the last episode, but I, we do need to talk about the fact that he is kind of being touted by a couple of teams to come in and potentially help. Yeah. So one of them uh, being the Clippers, where he, he has a home in Malibu, so that, that kind of makes sense, and that's, that's with Doc Rivers, and he, he has that connection. Um, but the other one's with Tyron Lue um, in Cleveland. Which right. of these make more sense for him?
3: I think the Clippers one obviously makes more sense. Um He's a small town kid though. He grew up in Chicago. Um, you know, basically born as a wolf, right, in the league. Mm-hmm. I think he got he got played a little dirty. I've said this in previous episodes about how his uh his relationship with Glenn Taylor has always been kind of rocky. Yeah. And then they they uh, you know, they basically kicked Sam Mitchell, I'm sorry, to the curb. And you know his, his relationship was like, I'm going to be an owner. I'm going to be part of the franchise from the top. Mm-hmm. And he just felt out of place. It looked like a, a new regime was coming in, a brand new identity. And he looked like he was the outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, quick note, it really sucks that KG is retiring. I think that um, we putting... didn't get to say goodbye to him.
2: No, I, 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 Not the
3: Kobe style. Y-
2: no, I agree with that, but
3: not the Tim Duncan style either. Yeah, we just got to hear him say goodbye to us. I you don't know? know, like the full full season retirement parties. I'm just like, mm. that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying that we just never got to say n- goodbye. N- okay, no, I, I, and I he's s- already he retired and he's already in L.A. You know, it's like it's kind of like an additional like mind f- mind mind fuck as a Timberwolves fan. You know? Yeah. And it's awesome that he's working with Blake Griffin on fundamental moves. Like, here's how you turn around and make a jump jump hook. Yeah. And DeAndre Jordan, here's how to shoot. <laughs> it's kind of funny seeing that. DeAndre Jordan, here's yeah. here's how, here's to, how shoot. to shave your head. And he, he won't listen. You know? <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: All right. So
2: I mean, we'll continue to kind but of. But it's
3: a, it's it's also kind of like a knife in the back. Yeah. yeah or like a wound at least. Not I don't think a knife in the I back. I don't know, man. Like Sorry, let he me was replace. at the
2: end of his he's at the end of his career. He he I mean, he deserves all of the accolades, but besides having the proper send-off, I I don't know. I like I think this this story is like sober. over. I think he needs a little bit of time away from the game and he needs to figure so that's out That's what I think too. He needs to figure out kind of what he wants to do post basketball. Because he
3: hasn't really thought about it at all.
2: I, I don't think he's thought about it at all. Mm-hmm. And and he's just like he wants to I think he can make a huge impact,
3: but he needs to be ready for the next round of commitment. So good point. I so. think that's what it is. He needs to step away. I love the idea that he's just coming in as like these little like ad hoc assistants. Yeah, I mean
2: there. he's he's not fully he, he's not fully distanced himself
3: from the game yet. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, but he's, he has close ties with Ty Lue. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't want that. That would be so weird to see like Kevin Love and Kevin Garnett on the Cleveland on the Cavs. No, no, no. We we don't want that. All right. So as long as you brought up the Cavs, we have to talk
2: talk a little bit about this story here. Yeah. LeBron James, Jarius Swish, They're they're basically Jarius Swish. <laughs> I'm I'm using that. Hey Becker, you didn't trademark that. You son of a bitch. So, <laughs> um, so. Explain the situation between, between LeBron and, and Smith and then the rest of the uh, Oh yeah, the I rest mean, of I, the Cavs or I'm, right I'm basically now.
3: calling it deja vu, because this happened the exact same way, the exact same manner, just strong arming, like you know, shortchanging a player of caliber interest in Thompson last year. Mm-hmm. And they eventually caved because, you know, LeBron James is basically you know pressuring them left and right, or that's what we're hearing. Eventually, they'll have to cave anyways, but that's what's happening with J.R. Smith this year. Mm -hmm. The exact same thing. They've actually already found several replacements, but it seems like LeBron James has been, like, Instagramming, tweeting things like, he was in it with us, you know, like, yeah, that's pressure to the Cavs org being like, LeBron James doesn't agree with your opinion of holding out on this guy. There's not much much, much more to really tell or talk about from our standpoint. No. We don't necessarily care, I think. No. J.R. Smith is a kind of a, a weird like um, anomaly in the league. He's a character, you know. It's yeah. just um, you want him to kind of you want him to be in the league because he's just so weird and <laughs> wild and unpredictable. But and he's, he's, he's fun tattoo. to play.
2: He's got the best tattoo game in the league. So
3: there's no spot on him that doesn't have a tattoo. <laughs> All
2: right, but we'll I mean we'll we'll continue to watch it. But I like, don't know if he I mean if he moves around, LeBron I don't finds know.
3: himself in the news every week, and so this yeah. might be part of it too. So. Okay.
2: I think a bigger story so let's move from that story to a a much oh. bigger story. A, it's a pretty tenuous situation yeah. down in Miami right now. So, so yeah. Bosch was ruled out medically. So he he can't play for the entire season due to his blood clotting issue. Um but it sounds like that is getting kind of like integrated in with this contract situation down there and I don't know. It it sounds like he's He's basically on on his exit path out of Miami,
3: yeah, well, I think he's not pushing this, yeah, they are pushing it, yeah, they've already decided that it's been a it's been revamped, it's restarting with Winslow and Whiteside mm-hmm. and like and other people and others. sure. they've already decided this, and they have a kind of a lofty contract in Bosch. It's actually pretty reasonable now, but yeah. when they did it, it was a max deal, okay pre new CBA I think he's still owed what he's owed right and Mm -hmm. there's no way out in terms of medical you know grievance or medical uh you know alleviating that pressure off the salary Mm -hmm. hold so they want to get rid of him I think they're either you know trying to trade him or amnesty him or just try try to you know read the fine print in the in the in the rules for the CBA sure but he's allowed he's owed what he's owed there's no way out of that yeah um it's rough, man. We were just on a high about him like speaking his mind and saying he's back, he's back, he's yeah. ready, he's healthy. We we can only really dissect what we hear, right? Of course. And we can't we don't know him personally. So I feel like um Bosch has stuff to give, but it's so hard, right? Like you want him to just think about basketball, life beyond basketball, mm-hmm. and he's obviously thought about that. we mm-hmm. We've had, you know, other examples like Brandon Roy and uh, Josh uh, Howard and other people try to come back and make another attempt. Greg Oden try to yeah. come back and make another attempt. It just doesn't happen. doesn't work. No. And you don't want to screw over your potential life for this. And, no. you know, without getting really ho- ho- heavy on this topic, it's just maybe Bosh finds himself in some sort of um, coach player-coach role, like Garnett or like Prince or, you know, whatever. hmm or maybe he finds himself in another position in the NBA, but he will be around. Yeah. This is not with the Heat; and it's really sour. I feel like Heat fans are being done dirty. And like, you know, LeBron got his championships and left. Wade kind of, you know, exhaled out of there. You know, that's yeah. <sighs> Chicago, yeah, and Pat Riley's like left in the dust. They're probably like some weird, you know, banana boat thing. You know, with them, like <laughs> let's let's unite as people against the Riley. You know.
2: We'll have to see it kind of continue to play out, but I mean, it's
3: yeah. Here's a quotable quote. There, um, he said on his like Insta and in, like Instagram or something. Guess my. I, I guess, guess my m- career is in, in Miami. Miami is done, but my career is not done. You know. Okay.
2: He, so I mean, it's he's he's already alluding he's to, himself. to changes are going to happen, but yeah. okay. So let's move from that to more of a fundamental kind of switch up for the league this coming year, and that's the the replay center is going to review some of the calls. To speed up some of the review process in games, it sounds like. So, Uh,
3: like, clarify that. Like, they're doing it already. They're doing it in a really slow manner, where the refs are looking at them as well as the replay center. I think what's trying to happen now is like instant feedback, instant gratification. The play is happening. The replay center in Secaucus, New Jersey, is like this is a foul. This is not a foul. If they call it a foul, they'll already have a ruling. It's like you know, it's just trying to be in and out. But I feel like it's not going to be that way. <laughs> they're going to no, try. They're no, going to try to I expedite think it, the situation and make every they make the game faster. But I feel like it's just. I, I it'll take it'll take some integration. I I think eventually it'll be there. But it's
2: it, the, those. Things, I like that they're trying. Those things take some time to develop. Yeah. All right. So uh, the last story here, kind of going back to Cleveland, is Cleveland actually had a pretty nice gesture. Oh yeah. This week and giving David Blatt... David Black the Ring. So how 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 long did he coach before he was fired?
3: Well in total it was a year and a half, but that season was just half the year. Just half the season? They were like top seed of the East, probably like thirty and ten, thirty and twelve or something. Yeah. Peace. Here's <laughs> your ring though, because we won the championship. I think what they also did was I think his name is uh David Griffin or Griffith Griffin, I think. Griffin? He made he made these little championship rings for everyone on on the Cavaliers uh, staff, and that that means that's trickling down to the stadium and all the janitors on up. And yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty neat, and it's like unique. And I hope that David Blatt sells it on eBay. Wow, wow. All right, okay. So we'll
2: move from uh, league activity into gameplay. So we actually we finally get to talk a little
3: bit of gameplay here, which is which is Anderson Verjao was. Which, I'm so uh, sorry. Anderson Verjao was you're. I'm you're breaking switching the segments. You're switching Anderson segments. Anderson Verjao declined the ring. He was offered a ring. In yeah, the ring.
2: but he was he was playing against them. Like that. Yeah. I mean, that's. I found that, that pretty interesting. I would decline it. Like you're head to head. Like and you could still take that. It's like you win either way. No way. That, that's stupid. Like. Anderson Varejao can't break physics. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm not gonna let it happen. Right, right, right. All right. So, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go for real this time on on gameplay. So, so the preseason has started. Preseason has started. Let's talk talk about a f- couple games that you've watched so far.
3: I've watched a few. I think the Rockets are for real. I think um, <laughs> it's so crazy for me to say that because uh, I don't believe in James Harden at all. But I think. I believe in Dan Tony just a little bit more. And I think he's been able to tweak this roster
1: Mm -hmm.
3: with the pieces they have to be just high octane. Okay. You know, they have bench players like uh, Brewer, and they have an insane starting lineup with Ryan Anderson, who who fits James Harden perfectly. And um, they have like a a bench, uh, basically, like a facsimile of like, uh, or facsimile, right, of like Dwight Howard. And it was Clint Capella. Clint Capella kind of plays very similar. What's wrong with you? No, I'm just, I'm just
2: trying to follow the last
3: statement, a facsimile with Clint Capella. I'm just like. Well, Dwight Howard. Like they really, they traded, they gave rid, they got rid of Dwight Howard.
2: No, I understand that. And, and they, they had, your, your
3: last sentence was breaking the English for me. I don't, I don't even know. The Rockets look great. The Warriors look unstoppable. Yeah. Phoenix looks really intriguing. Um, just with how they're playing and the athleticism of uh, Marquise Chris is unstoppable. You have to tune in. Um, The Nets are very hysterically bad, but they're winning in preseason. So that means that doesn't translate to the NBA, but it's like, those are stuff that you need to watch just to see Jeremy Lin go off in for like five minutes. Yeah. You know, Linsanity 2.0.
2: I'll watch for about five minutes.
3: Um, but Saturday they, 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 Wolves are debuting and you have to tune in. I will. I will. You're going to be tuning in. I will because
2: you're going to text me all day anyways on it. So like
3: I, I'll, I'll be tuning in. I'll be tuning in. I'll be tweeting my feeds and they're playing against Miami. So it'll be a fun game to watch.
2: There we go. There we go. So, Um,
3: but I'm also going to say like Lakers look really fun to watch. They look like a, A mess, like an absolute mess. Fun, yeah, they do look fun because they have you know Russell Ingram, Randall, all these little stars trying to prove themselves, you know. And they have Larry Nance, who's looking like a Luke Walton clone, and um, (laughs) which whatever that means, um, and uh, a bunch of vets like Mazgov and Dang and shoes like that, but um, I don't know, I feel like this is going to be probably the most historic season I've ever we're ever going to see.
2: Wow, yeah, Th- that's a that's a bold prediction outside just, of the
3: prediction episodes. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to predict anything, but I just think this is going to be an insane season. Dot com.
2: <laughs> Talk a little bit about the Clippers. Talk a little bit about yeah, the yeah. Cl- okay, the Cl-
3: okay. So I le- I did leave out the Clippers, except for that the fact that they got wiped by like 50 or 60. It's preseason, right? Yeah. And Doc Rivers went on record, saying, oh, this is just an exhibition game. We didn't know that we were actually playing a game or something like that.
2: It's it's a real game. It's a real, it's a real game. game. Like We were preparing for it. Yeah. it. It's okay if you guys show just, up.
3: It was just insane watching Durant pass the way he was passing, watching Draymond Green get the rebound and just drive <laughs> and dish or drive and dunk. It was just mind-blowing how they've retooled. They don't have Harrison No Man's Barnes anymore. They have like Draymond InstaDick. Green, you know? God. And Kevin Durantula, Durant. Durant. <laughs> we'll, we'll get
2: into the nicknames a little but, bit. But okay,
3: we weren't, but they were playing the Clippers, and the yeah. Clippers look a little old. They yeah. look like they probably are predicting that the Clippers will be like top three, top four seed. You know, we're not even talking about the Spurs right now. Top three, top four seed. Yeah. They kind of look like if Blake Griffin doesn't perform all season long, doesn't have any scandals or any or sort of injuries or anything, they could probably get there. But riding Paul a full season again, they've they've retooled their bench a little bit to have better depth. Yep. But I don't know, man. They look a little old. They look like, you know, DeAndre Jordan's lost a step or so and Chris Paul's is 32, 33. So what's, what's your... Okay. My if, outlook. Well, we can talk later about it, but I just feel like they were exposed in okay. a preseason game that looks sound. That sounds irrelevant. Yeah. But I think that that really hit them hard. They need to Benjamin Button this shit and get Benjamin little, Button. Get a
2: little bit younger. Get a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. A little bit younger looking. So, all right. So let's move. Let's move from the gameplay into player activity for this week. So you talked a little bit about the little bit about Houston. And specifically about Harden, can we talk just about his switch to uh, his switch to point guard? So D'Antoni is like is just going in there and say, "Hey Harden, you you are the point guard now."
3: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, he, this is why I believe in Houston. I just hope that he um, withstands any sort of you know torment or any injury or anything. Um, I think he will. He'll endure. He's coming off a pretty embarrassing season, even though he was like MVP caliber. Mm-hmm. He's on the MVP watch because I think that team will succeed uh, and ride with him, and he has the ball 80 percent of the time now, and he'll just drive. He'll drive and dish to an open shooter yeah. because there's always going to be two collapsing on him. That should be the ha- that should happen. That should have always happened, to James Harden. But they had like a Patrick Beverly. They had someone else, Jeremy Lin. They had someone else running the point sometimes to give Harden a break, a, spe- uh, a break or like a spell, you know. Mm-hmm. But you just drive with Harden every possession. It's like throwing seven seconds or less out the window. It's like four seconds or less. You know, it's just <laughs> it's really quick. And Harden at the, after the rebound is pretty insane because he can weave with his you know his gazelle like steps. But he can't weave like three man weave, which is coming
2: That's right. up shortly. That's right. All right. Yeah. So so a, a couple of other announcements in player activity. So <laughs> Laker, Lakers re-signing Meta World Peace. What is what name is in his paperwork? Is it Metal World Peace on, it the, is. on the contract? It
3: is. And he's wearing number 60 in light of Kobe Bryant's last game where he scored 60. No. Yeah. Well, Look it up.
2: There it is. All right. I don't even... You need to introduce the next person.
3: Thomas Robinson. He played for a few teams, but mainly Portland. Okay. Um, high draft pick. I think he was like number four or five uh, in some draft some years ago. And he hasn't panned out. He's just was like high energy kinda sure. Tyus, or like um Tyus Thomas type of player. Okay. So gets so- another chance with another team. So it's just like a bunch of young bloods, you know? Yeah. And then what they have on their roster. Oh, it's we're, weird. We're going to play young blood. And Cotton. Luke Walton has one gone on record saying this is way too much. This is like a lot of work. Is, I wasn't <laughs> anticipating this. He was saying that in like some like, you know. It's interview. turning into daycare. It's turning into daycare. <laughs> the Lakers daycare facility. It's funny. But I think the best news, final news, it's so fun. It's like it, This is like the most even contract I've ever heard of in this new CBA. And it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Four years, $100 million. Nope, don't even say anything. I, I know I butchered it, but I was probably damn close. No, no, I just... It's still back to your, your NBA
2: foreign language pronunciations of these players. It's what are you just, trying to say about me? It's incredible. It's incredible. It's like... Is sim- it insane? No, it's, it's, it's insane dunks worthy. It's insane dunks
3: worthy. Okay, but this is like... Okay, he, this is why I'm saying it's so amazing. This value is so fair. And this is like going to be... How you basically market who's up and who's down of off that contract because he's not quite a star. He's not quite a superstar. He's a budding star, you know what I mean? He's still trying to find that niche in the NBA. He's He's Bambi. He's not a buck yet. Interesting. Uh, He he is a buck, but you've been like practicing that in your sleep or something? (laughs) I'm gonna gonna drop this when we've got this news. <laughs> continue, continue <laughs> your you. serious thought here. I just—I <laughs> mean, I don't know. Now it's not serious. Now it's like, Giannis Gumbo <laughs> <Anadokumbo. laughs> you, you made it. All I'm going to say is like you're looking at the stars of the NBA that could be stars. It's like the Zach Levine's. Yeah. It's the and Andrew Wiggins. It's the uh, C.J. McCollum's. So does this. Uh, does this? In- this is the bar.
2: Does this include pay for serving in the Greek military as well? <laughs>
3: I'm just saying, like, man, this is just the bar. If you if you're above that pay grade, you're better than Giannis and Ante.
2: We'll edit the correct pronunciation. I I was giving you mad props, and you just go and do that. I
4: was say, you should have gone with a like, Greek freak after that. You just, like, I should have <laughs> gone with Greek freak. <laughs>
2: Gluten free, Greek free.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, man. But 25, 25 mil a year. That's that's incredible. And I, I, mean, he's he's an athlete, and I, he deserves a contract like this. So,
3: yeah, I I'm, think it's I'm, awesome. I'm, it's awesome for like international ball too. Like a Greek player getting yeah. this kind of contract. That's amazing. That's amazing for international.
2: Absolutely. play. Like absolutely
3: international exposure. <laughs> Who else has those contracts? that's ever been in the NBA. I don't know, man. Don't know. Dirk Nowitzki. Yao Ming maybe. Yeah. Uh you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's right. just like it's like the new CBA and here's the new international star. You know I love it. I just think it's great and we get to it's the bar for the caliber of the NBA of who is going to be the stars or who do we value or who do we think is valuable? Because we also have you know, Chandler Parsons making his buck. And we have Mike Conley, who's well, like really yeah. good, but making the same amount, if not more, than twice as Steph Curry and as more as more than um Russell Westbrook, You know what I mean? So it's just it's really wild what's happened in the NBA. So this is a nice gauge. Yeah.
2: No, I I think it, I think it's a great gauge and I'm I'm excited to watch I'm excited to watch the Greek freak play. I'm not gonna attempt his actual name on here. Yeah. Uh but I'm I think he deserves it and we'll continue to kind of watch that situation unfold. So let's move from player activity into some into some lighter news. I was laughing out loud today when I saw an Instagram picture with Frank Kaminsky sitting in his bathtub. He has a like mini basketball hoop that like stores Skittles. So he's like he can it stores like three pounds of Skittles. Like this was like I don't know. It just kept making the like, Darren Ravel from, like, CNBC or something, like, brought it up. I mean, yeah. it was just like, what
3: is... That bitch has been wild. Well.
2: What is this story? Like, yeah. like, but it's just Frank sitting in his bathtub eating Skittles. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. You're not that great a player, so I'm like, I'm not going to... Bingo.
3: <laughs> He's making his own legacy. I'm not going to
2: worry about. It. Yeah, make your candy legacy, Kaminsky, because you, you don't have the you don't have the talent to back it up otherwise. So, oh my god! All right, so a little bit lighter news, a little bit more serious.
3: The uh, which first, one is it?
2: No, this this is lighter news, but it's like it's, it's real. Seriously, mu- light. It, it's
3: it's no, it's not. serious. It's lightly serious. serious. No,
2: the last the last news story is seriously light, but th- this this story <laughs> <laughs> is like. It sounds like Porzingis has the best shoe deal for a European. Oh, really? Like a European player to date now. I because I think he signed with. Is it Adidas?
3: It's Adidas. So. I know it was Adidas. Yeah. Okay. But man, it's like if you're seven four, wear these shoes. <laughs> you know, it's like it's kind of a weird endorsement. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. If you want a. The K pops. So if you want a normal European looking style haircut and you're yes. 7'4, like.
3: The Christops one?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like these just basic. The Porzingis? Ba- the, these basic shoes with just like. He's also going to be like sponsored by like Great Clips or somebody like oh, that. Sure. You know, just yeah. like where haircuts go to die. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, okay, and the last bit of lighter news. So I, I found this on the boards today, and I've, even though Derek Rose has been in some pretty serious news, I found out that he's staying at a hotel. I don't exactly know where this this hotel was at, but... Uh, James oh James Johnson like brought it up that yeah. apparently there was like some sort of like supernatural activity in in Derek Rose's room so he went and ended up like sleeping in in James Johnson's room with him just because he was like he was so terrified of what happened in the room I'm like that that's hilarious was it uh, I don't I don't know if I want to I don't know if I want to go that dark on this Probably the ghost of his rape trial, or no? Uh-oh. Oh, that's not good. That's really dark. That's really dark.
3: You're on your own on this one. No, no, I think I'm.
2: I think I'm digging my own grave on that. So, <laughs> so we're, we're six giving, feet under
3: with Kyle. So,
2: yeah, six feet under, but at least not behind bars like Derek Rose will be shortly. Um, all right, so let's move into. Did he say that?
3: So yeah, LeBron James is always in the news, right? Yeah, he's just trying to chase the unchaseable and he's close. He's the he's what's he's what was or what is. And it feels like the NBA has moved away from him towards Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, other players, right? He's trying to make himself relevant always. Even though he won the championship, we're thinking about other players. I feel like him saying what he was about to say and here it is. It's a personal goal. I just never brought it up. It's my own personal goal to be able to be the greater than the great that great means, Michael Jordan. Yep. Well, And I think that should be everybody's personal goal. But my motivation is this ghost that I'm chasing. And this ghost played in Chicago. And so, first of all, it's pretty wild that he's saying this. This dude is like an owner of an NBA team. He's the legend. He's almost everything but the logo of the NBA. This is Michael Jordan. LeBron James is still a couple of rings away. He's still, you know, a couple MVPs away. Yeah. He's just, he's kind of saying this to kind of just fuel everyone to talk about it, to debate about it. Yeah. Just continue this conversation where I just think, just like in that era, there's only one Michael Jordan, you know? There's only... Of course. And there's only... Yeah, in this era, there's only one LeBron James. But it's just... They're different players. They're different types of... Different
2: players, different eras, and it's just like... It's hard to
3: compare. I I think it's like an uncomparable thing. Yep. Like what happens in LeBron in the 80s what happens with Michael Jordan in today's NBA we it's
2: just all hypothetical yeah of course right i don't like it it's just it. a game like it's it. just a game not worth playing it's this is this is the same as the damn top 5 issue with but, with, with 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 players it's I just know, like yeah. how do you how do you prove out someone is the best are they the best in today's NBA or
3: when they played
2: so it's just yeah. like that just spins in circles forever and ever and but, ever.
3: But it's just so weird that someone came out and said this and that someone is Dwayne Wade and saying and he's also now currently playing for Chicago that he'll never be never he'll never be as good. Is he obligated to say that with I don't Chicago know, now or is right? he just
2: he, is he just saying that because he understands the caliber that Jordan was at?
3: Yeah, I, I, I bet you it's both. It's just trying to get Chicago fans more on his side and Sure, but I just think it's this, this hysterical, no. kind of that he said that. I don't know. I no I, one, no one backs down, LeBron. No one, like you know. Yeah, I mean, he played with him
2: forever. If, if anyone can, I think, I think Wade can. But Wade, yeah, okay. So, so I, I mean, I'll just say that I, I think it's okay to be aspirational. That he wants to be the best and wants to chase the best. But like, whether or not he's. He is the best. I, it, it's going to be open to interpretation till it till he's gone. Speaking so. of
3: this, this is what I want today's NBA stars to say. Speaking of wanting to be the best. Yeah. Karl-Anthony Towns. Okay. Very biased, by the way, of me saying this, and me and or us phrasing okay. this into this. Read the quote. But he says, because he wants to be the best, right? There are so many talented players in this league, but only a few of them are remembered as being great because they were willing to say they don't know. And I'm willing to say that I don't know. And I'm willing to say that I don't know, I don't know everything. I do not know how it is to be a great player, to be a Hall of Famer, and I want to learn.
2: I mean that's but that's exactly what a young player of, of Towns's caliber should be saying. Yeah. He's he's hungry to learn. He knows he's not he's not at that level, but if he keeps up that drive, up that effort, he can be at that level. Like, we, we've, already, like yeah. we've already seen what he's capable of. We, so.
3: saw, we saw, like, a clone in him, in Anthony Davis, and we were just mesmerized. And then he's been, like, plagued by injuries, right? Yeah. He's never had a greater offseason, Anthony Davis, than he's had this offseason. So we don't know what kind of player he might be. He's even grown a couple inches, which is, like, what happened? Yeah. But um, Karl-Anthony Towns was the best prospect since Anthony Davis. Sure. And we're just, like, we're fathoming. We're, we're just, like, foaming from our mouths about what he can be.
2: And and I think, and I I just
3: love that his character is like this, though. Like he's just so humble, and he's just so open to, to talk like this. Yeah, in this, in this, in this.
2: No, I, I think it's, it's, it shows his maturity, and of, of course. But I, I think it's, I think it's perfect for him to talk about exactly what he wants to aspire to. But being a hall of famer is, is a is a bit kind of just persistence and just ability. Yeah. But it's also just a bit luck. Like, you can't... Yeah, yeah. Like oh, of course. Injuries and, like, just roster fits and, like, where you find yourself. Yeah. Like, to be a Hall of Famer is is a bit of luck as well.
3: Yeah. And some people are just trying to chase fame, right? Some people, like D'Angelo Russell, Joel Embiid, are doing these, like, weird Instagram things that just make him really popular. And they, that's fun. It's fun. Is also... They're using that that stance to be just, like, a public figure of, you know... Sure what they are about, build sure. their own brand. But Kat's just like, here's this business, let's just go.
2: All right, so so let's ra- let's wrap up this week in basketball with our last, last quote from today, and that's Paul Pierce ha- is announcing that this will be his 19th and final season in the NBA. Quick thoughts on this.
3: I don't know. I feel like... That was deep. Thanks. Okay. Well, he's having his farewell season this year okay this could be really gross like the Clippers could have this like extra baggage of having here's a goodbye tour with Paul Pierce Sure, you know everyone wave their flags and (laughs) I don't know I think it's kind of weird that he said that I don't think it needed to be said I don't think he needs to be playing this season even so I don't think he's gonna be playing much at all okay that's I I, I don't know I don't have much to say on this actually what about you no, I mean
2: it's just I, I think he's basically he can retire kinda of quietly. The fact that he announces it up front, sure. I think they're just he's trying to get a little play I uh, think so. out of it and the organization's trying to get a little play out of I it as so. well. So um he's he's a he's a good player and he's been around the league a long time. So yeah, he, he deserves he deserves the respect, but it's just
3: Yeah, instant Hall know. of Famer, he's had such an amazing career. Uh through the thick and thin of Boston, right? He could have been traded several times, and he's stuck it out yeah. with the Antoine Walkers, the Ricky Davises, to the Kevin Garnetts, you know? Sure. So um, he's had an amazing career, and I'm glad it's kind of concluding because it's like a new breed of players that are, we get to watch, you know?
2: All right, so that concludes this week in basketball. We will be back with our three-man weave.
4: We are back. Hey, what's good, fellas? What's oh man? What an answer. Yeah to this question, not even the correct one, the only one, is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell you know, Westbrook, I, I'm doing I'm Harlem Globetrotter shit around my body, spinning on my finger right now, the second candidate, go yeah, the question, I'm just saying, and goes like right in here, will crying LeBron replace crying Jordan in the Memosphere?
2: All right, technical difficulties all day long, but now we are back. We are back with the three man weave. So I'm Hondo here with Guy, and now introducing MTG. Hey, what's good, fellas? Oh man, it's exciting! It's, it's exciting. We, you know, we've been talking about this for a year, but now
4: you are on. You are on episode eight. Debut. Oh man, eight Infinity symbol, a uh, lucky number, and a Chinese numerology system. You know what I'm saying? I'm just feeling. I'm just feeling blessed. Oh. Hey, man, this is preseason. Regular season, you're going to be way up.
2: Just way, gonna way up. We're going to go all the way up. Way up, I feel. All the way up. All the nice. way up
4: so all right so mtg you're you're kind of running the three-man weave here from- oh man running the point see okay so i know i'm violating a little bit of uh you know what's going on you got like oh i got a you know i got prediction show coming up xyz but you know i just figure like we just need to get some hot topics like on the books you okay. know what I'm saying? y'all can deal with like all the real serious stuff in the in the prediction episode but right now i got like i just got some pressing questions for y'all okay so we're just gonna go rapid fire here. let's three do it man weave let's do it all right first off who throws the best tantrums this season? You got three options. It's gonna be Boogie Cousins, Blake Griffin, or Dwight Howard. Hondo. Oh, what, I, how you feel? Dude,
2: I gotta go, Dwight Howard. Hotland is gonna be really rough this season. So. Hotland
4: is gonna be a hot mess. A hot, I mean? Oh yeah, hot,
2: a hot mess in Hotland, and Dwight Dwight Howard is pretty legendary. Although, although Boogie Cousins is 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 in a close second, and that's where I'm
3: going with. I'm going with Boogie Cousins because I think Hotlanta is already predetermined. Boogie Cousins already wants out, and he's just going to be screaming his ass but, off but, all season long. But
2: the question was, the question was, if he's already out. Dwight Howard is just legendary. No, for but, but Dwight Howard
3: isn't a new team. He's home. He's home. He's home, He's home in uh, his, his Atlanta. See, and like I, I coffee, love both chicken of and those. waffles. You know. <laughs> see, I love and both those greens. answers,
4: but like. I feel like it's Blake Griffin because he has the ultimate hype man and Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers just amps his players up to throw tantrums. You know what I'm saying? He loses his voice second game in. That's you know, so what I'm saying. Every pregame speech is just like, "Can you throw a better tantrum, DeAndre? I need more wine out of you, Chris Paul. Can you throw another elbow on somebody's face and cry about it?" So I feel like Blake Griffin is just like he just has a sensei in tantrum oh, throwing. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Just like but just punched, a black belt.
3: I don't know. He's done some things already. He's like on, like.
4: Okay. He's like on probation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's got to be on best behavior type situation. Best behavior. That's fair. I, Man, I can see that. You know
2: what? If you could jump over cars, if you jump over Kias in a slam dunk contest. I don't know. I don't. I don't think you could throw the biggest tantrum. You, you already know you got mad hops. Mad hops hopping live cars. So it's just like. I
4: mean, do we need to pull up just like a mega clip? Do we need like a montage <laughs> of Blake Griffin? Like no, no. Like I I meltdown? know he just des-
2: he deserves to be no he deserves to be in here but. Uh- Three different players, three different answers. Excellent start to the All right, three-man. Beautiful,
4: one. beautiful. All right, here we go. Uh, like this is crucial right here. The over/under on the number of nationally televised commercials that Damian Lillard raps in. Wow. Last year we had two, right? We had the All State Joint yeah. or uh no, State, State Farm. Farm, my bad. State Farm. Oh man, I miss my my insurance conglomerate. No, all you right, you don't do that I know, day, right? Though. I'm going to no. get assassinated for so that. We had the State that. Farm one and State Farm one and we had the uh Adidas joint where he's like walking through the things and he's oh, hitting God. jumpers and like, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna say
3: a grand total of zero, just like his number. Whoa, whoa! He's That's, not gonna rap
4: at all. He's on a rapping
3: hiatus. I feel like he's gonna be irrelevant this season. Oh, That's whoa,
4: whoa! Shots fired. Out. I, out. I reject that wholeheartedly. Out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna double down. I'm going with four. I think he's gonna be in four. Four rapping. They're gonna, they're gonna try and uh, capitalize the on this. Season. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna like. So basically, what you're saying is State Farm is gonna double down, and we're gonna have like two baby dame rapping commercials I, I, well, We're gonna I be think, dropping quarters.
2: I think there could be other there could be other commercials that it's that be have dollars
4: now half dollars.
2: I mean I mean, Shaq's out.
4: Shaq's retired. He like
2: he can't be rap anymore. Like Dame Dame Lillard is like the rapper in the
4: game now. So like, I, I feel like the over under is two, and I feel like you're taking the over. You're taking the way under. Way under. And like, I feel I feel like we're gonna get. I you know I feel like we're gonna get at least two, maybe three. I just feel like right, he's so known. Crazy. Like other NBA players have acknowledged. Like they asked like who's the best like rapper who's NBA player, and people say Dame Lillard.
3: Right but now. it's like it's all about okay, LeBron. Okay. It's all about KD, Curry, and the Warriors. Yeah. No, no, no. no. This. It's all about Carl Anthony Towns, and that's it. No, no, no. You're Mm -hmm. talking rap game. You're Mm -hmm. talking rap game. You, you were talking. No, I'm not talking about rap game. I'm talking about who's going to be in commercials.
4: No, no, no. Here's here's the problem. And Chris
3: Paul and. Like
4: that's what's going to happen. Here's the thing, though. We're talking about long long long-term trends. You know what I'm saying? Now we got Drake as owner, Jay Z, Usher, all these things like that. So here's the thing that. Every rapper wants to be a basketball player. Every basketball player wants to be a rapper. Dame Lillard is the only one who is credible in both spheres. So that's all I'm saying. Anyways, regardless, yeah. Oh, man. VanCast Networks. Uh, all right. Promo. So, Plug. Uh, blocker.
2: Blocker. Second second topic on 3-Man Weave, three different answers. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is all happening? All right. So, All right. So the here we great go. start. Great start. Kick it off. All with right.
4: This one has this a little, little bit of setup here. You know what I'm saying? Like, my question is, who takes on the mantle of Black Mamba this season? Oh, and what I mean by wow, that okay. is who is the superstar who is in there hogging the ball? We're yeah. thinking like 06 oh, yeah. Kobe, Black oh, yeah. Mamba, where he's on the Lakers. I have this Maybe answer. they hit the eighth seed. You know what I'm saying? He's going to have like seven 40-point games, but his teammates are going to hate him. But he's going to get MVP shine because he's sitting there just like, you know, gunning. Okay. So we're going to dish. Pass e, to me. good.
3: You dish to me. Chess pass. Uh. Russell Westbrook. Go. Ha.
2: R- Russell you're going straight to Russell Westbrook.
3: Yeah. Oh
2: man. I like I like the conviction with which
4: you said that. <sighs> it's I straight mean, up. It's gonna like be, that's, that's
3: the only answer. I don't I don't believe it's the only answer. What are you like, gonna you... say Jeremy Lin? What are you gonna say?
4: <laughs> ha.
2: Don't ever assume I'm gonna say Jeremy Lin I don't ever, know. Ever again. I know you mean No, I got oh you Oh man! <laughs> oh man! You could get shut down. Four, go five, four, five, and six. Stop I, stalling. I'll go. To, I'll go with. I'll go with Westbrook as well. I mean, oh. that's that's the obvious choice. But I don't know. There's also there's also this back thought in my mind. Like, what if Paul George just gets more? Just, Interesting. Just kind of do, takes do think, over the ball? Yeah,
4: I just I don't know. Does Paul George have the attitude? You know what I'm saying? he's snarling. No, he doesn't like Kobe with that with no. that bottom lip thing that he did with like the underbite look. It's I all about know. the underbite. See, like, I mean, I think we've all come to the same conclusion. The only answer to this question, not even the correct one, the only one is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell Westbrook had the Mamba mantle while the Mamba was still in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like Kobe, last season he didn't have it on his farewell tour. You know what I'm saying? On the swan song. And Westbrook is just out here snarling at fools. He's dunking on hoes. He's mean mugging. And and now that he doesn't have Durant, you know what I'm saying? At all, he's he's out there just he's like out for revenge. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. This is gonna be Drake Summer '16. You know what I'm saying? And like his sidebar, isn't it hard to say Russell Westbrook? It's like yeah, right? okay. Russell Westbrook. Now, I mean, now, yeah, that's it. I'm not even going to go on that. I mean, cool. Yeah, who te- else could it be? What I, are that's some what other gonna candidates? Say, like, Let's think about his, it. His James, oh. James Harden, James Harden, Carmelo Anthony, um, because and then I'm trying to think who else is even on that list. Well, is it D Wade? You know what I'm saying? But he has Rondo, no, who's going to no. have the ball too much. No. You know what I'm saying? Rondo's going to dribble somebody into the grave.
2: But if we're talking, if we're talking like in. If we're talking the two thousand six Lakers, what what seed did they go into the playoffs at? Like eight. I mean, that's that's more hardened than Westbrook. I, I mean, because I think West, Westbrook is. I think they're. they're you think
4: OKC is gonna like? I think they're questionable to make the playoffs. I don't think they're making the playoffs. On, make, well, think about this. Two seasons the two seasons ago, when Durant was injured and it was just Westbrook, he was in 06 Mamba mode. He was you know what I'm hit. saying? He was throwing all those 40 right. points, those triple doubles. You know what I'm saying? He's right. he's out here. He's all I, the way up. I, I, I'm I, I'm throwing it out. All this the a, way we're, up. In, we're in unanimous agreement to the next question. Okay. All right, here we go. Which team will be the first? I mean, so it could be, you know, there's other teams that might be in this category. But what but team is one. the first to be blackmailed by Seattle relocation talks? Oh, shh. Man, these are amazing topics.
3: Uh, Sacramento.
4: I mean, you think it's going to be a re-up, you know what I'm saying? Even after they reach Bounce that pass. deal with the
3: city. No, it's Sacramento. Bounce pass. Boom. Oh, man. Uh, okay, come back to
2: me.
4: MTG. I think it's going to be Milwaukee. Uh, in the back pass. Really? Back. They have the stadium deal already. Exactly. So what if that stadium deal collapses? It collapses. It's already Boom. been postponed years. That's what I'm years saying. Years That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like... Milwaukee has always been on that cusp. It's a good candidate.
3: Uh, Edith's has been kind of like. Here we go. I'm going to give you two. While Hondo's
4: in there thinking, I'm I'm, I'm doing Harlem Globetrotter shit around my body, spinning on my finger right now. The second candidate, Memphis. They are like one or two injuries away from being irrelevant again. Whoa. And like Memphis, like all due respect or, you know, all non respect, like they they can't really hold out an NBA franchise.
2: Yeah, I mean, if if we're talking about cities who can't hold down an NBA franchise, I'm even though they have a fairly decent team, I'm not I'm not so sure about the long term candidacy of Orlando to stay in the game.
4: Interesting. But I'm seeing that's the thing. I think I think that's the right direction to go in because they got a lot of young studs, a lot of young dudes, and if they just don't pan out like what does that look
3: like Well we have to we could probably do some research and have a better articulated answer but like the wolves have been in conversation about maybe relocating because Glenn Taylor's on his way out and who's in the Bite next your <laughs> uh, Bite your tongue No 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 <laughs> I'm just saying you know I'm just I'm just talking out loud without an answer like I don't have the answer and I wouldn't want that to happen you know at all I,
4: I feel like there's a lot of like perennially you know teams perennially on this list I feel like New Orleans is another one Yeah New Orleans is another Yeah one. No, one. New,
2: New Orleans is owned by the I mean
4: that's
3: the problem. It's
2: yeah. That's I the mean, answer right that there. That one's not going. And
3: that to should wait. actually be that's, your answer. That's dirty
4: ball. So like, that the, one's, oh, one's going to stay around.
3: I have your answer
4: for you. Los Angeles Clippers. Whoa, whoa, we think so. Steve Ballmer, Ballmer gonna move him back with the Seattle ties, Seattle connection. Um, that could that could happen. I
2: mean, but he's already paid so much. Billy's. Uh, I mean, but if if he doesn't care about the money, like Seattle is a perfect home for. This is it. a good
3: question because so, it's like everything's kind of been solidified a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Like some weird, like uh, lukewarm water with pelicans and uh, like kings and things right. like that.
2: All right. So I'm gonna throw I'm what? gonna throw out one more team wow. as we're still kind of circling around. What about uh, just like the inability of the Nets to like really show? Mm. show show their worth over the last Even couple Even though they seasons. just
4: moved, do you think they're still on the hot seat? I
2: mean I, I don't. Can New York handle two teams? I think that I think they can, but yeah. they they've just stumbled so epically sure. in Brooklyn that I I don't know.
3: No, I, but the question is more on management and ownership and you're right because Perkaroff is probably on his way out. Yeah. Dude, that's pretty that's a pretty good answer. And there's one more just to talk about, and it's the Charlotte uh, Bobcats uh, Hornets.
4: Mm. Oh. See, I think I think MJ's influence and just being we'll from never Charlotte. Let them, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just too much of a tie there to the community. But it's plus, more of like, yeah. Okay. they already had a team like leave and come back. Yeah. I think it's a little bit too. Okay, sure. Too close. To the them, Charlotte Bobcats can move, but the Charlotte <laughs> Hornets will, will stay around the game. Preach. That was a good topic, though. All right, here we go. Maybe the most important, like, question. We're gonna start down the court running. Which player is gonna have the first dick pic scandal? Oh, this is easy. This is, uh, I mean, Hondo behind the back. Come um, on, man.
2: This is this is Draymond for sure.
4: Whoa, you think you think he's again back to the back to what you was talking about earlier? Like you don't think he's on probation? No, he think goes, he's on he best goes, behavior.
2: He's gonna go Drake back to back here, it, like. <laughs> <I> mean, <yeah. laughs> or more like front to front. I don't know. I don't um, want. I don't want to think about it. But like, I don't know. I think he's capable of doing some more dumb shit. So, I I don't know. What are you guys' picks?
4: All right, here's, here's what I'm going to go with right here. Like, it's going to be Joel Embiid. What's oh, man, today? what an answer. Yo, here's what's going to happen. My, that man's going to get hot in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Before he even stepped on the court one time, he was already hollering at Rihanna on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, the dude wants yeah, to be yeah, out yeah. here. He's hungry for social media uh, fame. Yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah. have an elevated presence because you know he's going to be having court time. You know, with Ben Simmons out, he's going to be the focal point of the Sixers offense. He's going to get reckless. And his dick is just going to end up out there, you know what I'm saying? And he's seven feet tall. No one even knows what that thing's going to look like. What kind of filter do you put on a seven-foot dick? What is foot a seven-foot
3: dick? dick looking like? Yeah, I mean, Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Cyan Don't filter? Google that.
2: I don't know. I don't don't know. Google that. This yeah. is a very sexually explicit section. Sexual That'll taint
3: your Google searches until you clear your browser Boom. History. I like what yeah. you just did right. there. All right. I'm going with Dwight Howard.
2: <laughs> he's back home in Atlanta, just getting a little bit too casual. First game.
4: <laughs> in the first game? Like in the in the locker room? First game. You know. You mean after the first, first game, game at the nightclub, you know what I'm saying? At the, yeah. at the legendary Atlanta. Whenever strip he's clubs. in
3: the news the first time, it's gonna be because his Wang was all over the place. Wu Tang Wang. <laughs> Wu Tang Wang.
2: The, the other dude I'm thinking about so was it D'Angelo Russell who who got into good that who, who got good into th- who got into that issue? That's a
3: good that's a good pick uh, or D'Angelo Russell picked. and Swaggy P. Yeah, yeah, it was Swaggy P. and okay. D'Angelo. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. I think that might be it. So like, what
4: y'all think? You will feel like you know, like D'Angelo is just on just like has got a hunger for controversy and like now he doesn't have Swaggy P. to like out. You know what I'm saying? He's just out here looking for Snapchat controversies. Mm-hmm.
2: He could be. He could be. So. All right.
4: Fair. Fair. All right. Here we go. The most important question, and I mean, like, this, you know, harkens back to your segment about LeBron versus Jordan, which I think is just like an asinine yeah, conversation irrelevant. to even have. Here's the only way in which LeBron <laughs> nice. will, in fact, surpass Jordan. The question is just when, and that goes right in here, will crying LeBron replace crying Jordan in the memeosphere this season? So crying LeBron was when he was hugging Kevin Love, like that face. That's right. His NBA championship crying face. <laughs> the answer is no. Whoa. Not this season, you say? Not ever. Not ever? You think Crying Jordan is immortal? Crying Jordan no. is a legend. That's true. Legendary.
2: No, no. I I, 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 I don't think... I think the lasting effect... Uh, no, Le- LeBron will make an impact. Maybe not this season. I'm going to call it next. But season. with the crying meme, I think he will got, make an impact with I the think crying the, meme. I think the crying meme will happen. I I think he had, he just has to. How has
3: how to, will he cry again? Or is it that picture that no, resurfaces no, no. for life? No,
2: I think I think no, it's that I think one. he. Well, you think it's that one?
4: I think it's that
2: it one. It has to be that one right. or none. Okay. I don't think it's this season. I'm going to give it one more season okay. for, for it to wear in. But if he gets to the he gets to the finals again. If he gets to the finals again, his his status is gonna catapult here's
4: here's what i'm saying here's my theory right here all right jordan put out that statement right after the incident in charlotte you know what i'm saying like oh protect all people nobody's gotta fight blah blah just like a really bland vanilla statement like jordan does and everybody came out with the crying memes then but like that to me was the last dying gasp of like it being really something fun to do you know what i'm saying because now it's just like jordan just put out a weak statement and like being from chicago and just like adoring everything mj just like that's the god like outside of basketball the man just puts up weak Weak statements You know what yeah, I'm saying So like right. Everybody right. put out The Jordan meme For that And that to me Was kind of like The last gasp Of that being fun Now with that said All it takes is LeBron and the Cavs To start off slow For LeBron to say Some more dumb shit About Jordan to and go that like Three meme, weeks into hiding And
3: doing some GMing and,
4: That's what I'm saying Doing some HGH And just oh, like yeah. And then just High All five. of a sudden <laughs> I love
3: it man I'm all about that life
4: and then all of a sudden, you know, what I'm saying like that's just out there. You know, people are craving newness on the internet. It's all about that novelty. I think I think the LeBron meme like comes in heavy this year on the internet. Watch out, NBA Twitter, NBA Twitter. You got me. I need to see the LeBron memes out right now. Make <laughs> you know, make me a profit. All right. So both of the both of the both the LeBron meme and crying Jordan meme are gonna
2: be
3: posted on our riding the pine, Twitter. Just. Maybe just, that's what LeBron was saying this reference. whole time in that quote, in that quotable. <laughs> he wanted to surpass Jordan <laughs> on the internet, the ghost of the of the the ghost of the, the webs, the ghost, <laughs> the memeosphere, the memeosphere. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. These were awesome.
4: Hey, that's that's all I got. You know all what I'm saying? Right. Just a little quick rundown, a little quick practice time session uh, with the crew. Quick okay. hits,
2: <sighs> absolutely killer. So that that Swish. that winds down the. The, f- the first installment, first but not last, the first installment of the three-man weave. So we're going to be back with a special segment comparing the Golden State Warriors to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think it's going to be a great a great comparison, great feature episode. So, hey, we'll be right back. Newness on the internet
4: yeah. is all about that novelty, not novelty. Newness on the internet is all about that novelty. It's Seattle Connection. The VanCast it, it, Networks.
2: Nor- mm. All right, so we are back with our feature segment. Our feature segment today is, oh man, it's our team breakdown. And today we have a special comparison. So we have, we have the Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder kind of going head to head. There's been so much movement between these teams and so much discussion over the, over the uh, kind of free agency and over, over all the preseason activities that these two kind of came together what happened in the playoffs l- last year, what happened in free agency, what is like the talk of the league right now puts these teams against each other. So yeah. having these two, having these discussions, it, it it had to happen. We we knew that when we we're breaking breaking our teams down, yeah. exactly how they were going to fit. So I'm I'm excited to get this started. So who are we going to start with? Are we
3: going to start with the Warriors or are we going to start with the are gonna start with OKC? I think we're gonna start with the Warriors, but um, they've come out to play this season. You know, they uh, <laughs> they uh, let go of Harrison Barnes, Andrew Bogut. They might miss Andrew Bogut a little bit more than they think, but um, they got some key replacements, and um, their bench is looking okay. Yeah, and I think um, just overall expectations, we're gonna see them at the top. You know, no, no there's long. there's
2: like there is no longer a debate
3: about who's yeah. won. It's just how far above two are they? Before we break down this roster, before we break down our expectations and predictions and what the keys are to this team, which yeah. is kind of hysterical as two fans talking about the keys of this team. Yeah. Uh, Tell me if I'm wrong in the history of the NBA or in the history of our lives following the NBA. There's never been a deeper team or a more. No, like no. Superlative team than this. No,
2: even going back to going back Jordan's to, Bulls. To,
3: to yeah to Jordan, Rodman, Pippen, the closest thing I think was probably Kobe, Shaq, Karl Malone, Gary Payton, Robert, or you know others.
2: Yeah, I mean that's you're you're probably right. I mean when I when I think about a team of this level, I go I instinctively think back to the Bulls. Yeah. However. Uh, from a depth chart perspective right. you're you're right that's th- that's as strong of a team as you could possibly put together now i just yeah. but even even the strength of what we saw in the Cavs doesn't doesn't do justice to what this team is yeah e- even though even though they won last year what they are coming with this year insane you wanna you wanna play? InsaneDunks.com. Uh, insane it's it's super, super insane and it's just it's crazy to even just digest it. Did did you see the did you see the clip that I shared yeah. with uh that bo- Boogie Cousins? Yeah. Boogie Cousins just shaking his head just like he <laughs> wait, can't wait. believe it.
3: Like a triple take.
2: Yeah. Just like Durant <laughs> On du- the Durant is playing with the Warriors. <laughs> what? What just happened?
3: Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's like uh pick your poison because you're dying anyways, you know?
2: yeah so we'll, get, we'll get, we're gonna get into projections and we're gonna get into oh, all of that after we after we go through the lineup so let's just kind of let's take it from the top kind of what we did in our, our last comparison episode so let, let's just kind of talk about the kind of the key warriors and what this bench looks like so we'll let's just obviously mention in mention, no particular order yeah no <laughs> yeah definitely no particular order um okay obviously obviously Steph is coming back for just a tremendous season. Thompson is still with him. Durant, Durant just picks up from OKC and that I mean this has been the story for, you know, since since the craziest July we can we've had on record, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I mean, this has been the story, but he is now on the roster and he is oh, it's just so so exhilarating. Media G- day
3: was insane seeing him next to Steph and I was like and it's real. Yeah, it's real and it's, and it's just real. like, What else is gonna happen? Um, um at the power four they got Draymond Green. Yep. And their starting center is gonna be Zaza Pachulia. So that's a big uh step uh laterally or down from Andrew Boget. That's true. But and, it's um And
2: Zaza joins from where again? Just
3: Dallas. Dallas. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Dallas had an interesting run and they failed because of injuries and then they revamped with Bogut and uh, Barnes. Yeah, and Zaza went this way. So
2: they they also add they David also West. add a, a veteran a veteran leader with a, so they David were, West. Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm uh, they lost um, all of their bigs. They lost, um, um uh, Marie uh, Spates, and they lost um, Festus Ezeli as well. Yep, and Festus went to Portland. Spates went to Clippers. Yep, and they got. The Spurs, like basically the um, the guy who's just chasing a ring now, David West, <laughs> and they re-signed and or kept on Livingston and 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 Andre Iguodala, which is basically bare bench right now. Yeah. So they're like seven or eight deep. Yeah. With a couple of other surprises potentially.
2: So, I guess, well, one one question before we even proceed here, the. Sean Livingston, I guess, is a, is an interesting keep here. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, give me your opinion on this, but, you know, of the other players that left, I kind of like Festus, and I, I you know, I'm not huge about Spates, but, and I'm definitely not huge on Barnes, but, right. Sean Livingston is why, why did he stay with this team? Wow.
3: Um, I'm trying not to I'm, – I'm holding back uh, aggressive words towards you. I feel like Sean Livingston is keeping this team together. Oh, man. It's the strangest weird <laughs> no way, way. way to say it. You're, you're saying Sean Livingston yeah. is the glue here? Yeah. Dude, when, when Stephen Curry was out, who was actually running the team besides AI? It was Sean Livingston. Their bench, they actually need – sometimes when they need a bucket – they have a really solid strategy with AI. Okay. And Sean Livingston. Uh-huh. Livingston runs the break really well. Livingston's a tall, lengthy guard that's different. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, man. No, I think, no.
2: I think I think you're seeing
3: a different Sean Livingston than I see. So. I definitely see a different Sean Livingston than I see. Okay. He's All right. So I mean, those are some of the highlights. One of the reasons why they won the championship.
2: Those are some of the highlighted players. I think the one, the the other highlighted player that I would put in there yeah. uh, is, is Verzhao. Sure. So. I mean, he he adds he adds some height. is is kind of one of those bigs. Yeah, it's kind as, of like a yeah. I mean, doesn't add the I don't know, kind of like the the power of somebody like Festus as much, at least in my opinion. But he he does add some some of that that height and some of that hey, depth at good the good point at you know at the big that they don't have. Yeah, nice. Like, no, this, com- this team is small. This no,
3: team is. Nice commentary. You know, there's going to be really interesting lineups ahead um, with, like, Kevin Durant at the four, Draymond Green at the five, and they're not going to need any of these bigs. That's what they're actually looking into. Okay. But um, you're also going to see, like, Festus's replacement is Vergeau, and Vergeau is going to play five, ten minutes. And then you're going to see Murray Spates, who used to play ten minutes a game, and that's going to be replaced by David West. So okay. They, okay. Replaced, they replaced what they lost. Sure. I think one-to-one, like exactly one-to-one. But you're right in terms of they lost a little bit of the strength and they gained a little bit of just um, strategy they gained a little bit of experience yeah. and no. just just a base in their bench. they don't have to worry about their bench.
2: okay so let, let's kind of break down the new additions. obviously obviously Kevin Durant I mean is just a force here. Jaja Pachulia has joined David West. I mean these are the these are the big additions. can you do you have any kind of commentary on these? Uh, others. The others? On the, on the other players? I, I don't know them as well. Okay.
3: So, I mean, we're kind of coming fresh off of a couple of preseason games. Yeah. And um, I knew of this dude when they drafted him in the second round, but Patrick McCaw is like a tall version. I can't really have a comparison to him right now, but he shoots really well. Okay. And he's very selfish in terms of he will take a shot whenever needed. So, sure. he's a really a uh, poised, po- uh, poised rookie, we'll say. Okay. He's not afraid, unabashed. And I will say he is going to be kind of a surprise okay. in the rotation. That's cool. We're going to see a Patrick McCobb. We're going to see potentially a JaVale McGee okay. as well. Okay, And that's the, sha- you know, Shaqton a fool, JaVale McGee. <laughs> but he's going to be really limited. You know, he's going to be limited to like 5, 10 minutes a game. Yeah. And it's just when they need the size against... You know, a cat, or they need a size against uh, um, Anthony Davis or Demarcus Cousins. I think that's when he's going to be really great.
2: So let, let, let me talk about one thing that I've kind of heard about on some other podcasts, and this was a question raised raised to Steve Kerr on on oh, the yeah, yeah. on the low post, the low post um, was just talking about minutes because it's hard. You you do have this you have this super team you have you do have bench players and you have some additional rookies that do need some playing time i mean if they're going to get better if they're going to stay in the right game playing shape they need to get on the court and i think steve kerr his approach is to get 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 other people on the court especially if they're up especially if they're winning however you're you're making like interesting choices on the top on the top end like these players want to play the minutes like especially Durant, Curry, Thompson cuz they're chasing something. Yeah, and and, and yeah. they just they know what they can contribute so it's like they want to give, you know, 35 40 minutes but like the other players have to get on the court too.
3: Well, you saw a, a lot of it last year where they played three quarters of Stephen Curry and then he just sat and he was the MVP, you know. Yeah. He like didn't play any fourth quarters like hardly ever.
2: Yeah. So 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 I guess do we see a trend towards yes. towards Steph playing does he does he play just right away in the game and then kind of sit out? Or yes. do does he play strategically in the first
3: and the third or the second and the, well, he he'd always be starting. But Okay, I know what you're saying. I know what you're getting at. And the answer is yes. There's a trend now. LeBron has basically set this this tone, this baritone, of <laughs> of who cares about the players or who cares about the 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 game itself. Who cares about the venue, the play, the people who come to watch? The end goal is the championship. Yeah. Save us, keep us healthy. Don't ride us out for 82 games because we're going to be burnt out for yeah. the postseason. So it's a strategy yeah. to not play your stars large minutes, heavy minutes, 40 minutes a game. Yeah, it's a strategy to maybe hold them back for back-to-backs or at the four, the end of a four-in-five. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's probably strategy to continue that trend into the the micro of per game or per quarter. So yeah. maximize whenever you take timeouts to get your starters the rest in advance. Sure. And I would say probably Stephen Curry is probably playing no more than thirty minutes a game. Wow. Okay. Because that, because they got Durant.
2: No, no. It, I mean, it, it makes it makes perfect sense. It's just. It's almost hard to fathom, though. Like, I know the best player, the best player, well, on their team for the last several years and MVP candidate yeah. is not playing more than thirty, thirty-five it's, minutes it's, a game. It's
3: weird. It's weird. But you can you can also see like James Harden syndrome where he's playing a lot of minutes. Yeah, he's burnt. He's and he's spent, and he's not playing defense. He's letting people go by him, and it's like the same thing with Demarcus yeah. Cousins. The same thing with sometimes with. Other stars. Yeah. When nope. they're playing a lot of minutes, when they're head playing heavy they get minutes. Tired. They, they get tired when they there's no substitute. Yeah. So the bench is more than anything almost like the second most important thing to the, the basketball yeah. team. So,
2: so I want to ask kind of another critical question. I'm going to step a little bit outside outside minutes here. And I do want to yeah. talk I want to talk about the effect of the last couple seasons on Golden State because they've gotten either won championships or gone to the championship. They played longer seasons than other teams, and as a result, what happens? As a result, what happens? I mean, they get they get a shorter duration to rest, and then they're they have to get back at it like everybody else. Now they you could assume that they kind of stay in better shape, better playing shape. However, you also kind of like at some point there's some burnout. This is like the this is like the Kevin Durant Olympics situation. You know, like, Maybe like. I need, or you know, I need time off. I I need this time off to like go rest. And I think this is a couple. This is
3: a beautiful uh, portion, uh, like of topic here, um, like just the breadth of uh, discussion we can talk about on this team. Yeah. And one of them is the fact that they're they're playing probably an additional season than everyone else. You know. Yeah. Like the Lebrons of the league has Lebron has been in the finals for the past six seasons or something crazy like that that's several series of up to 7 games. Yeah. If you play that over but you play, that's an additional year of yeah, ad- games. Ad-
2: additional additional year of games because if you if you're not stopping in April, you're going like and you're through playing for June. the champ, yeah, you're going through June yeah. and you're and some of these players are going through June into the Olympics. So they they basically have like a month or so to rest, maybe yeah. month and a half. But these guys are going nonstop.
3: Yeah. And they've been doing well in terms of scheduling with the yeah. playoffs. And I know we're getting a little bit away from Golden State a little bit, but like the finals is now, it's not every other day. It's now there's two days in between. Sure. Okay. But about the Warriors, yeah. spot on. So, so They're playing yeah. extended minutes into a deeper season. Mm-hmm. There's more fuel to manage that time. So that's yeah. more to this point of yeah. what we were saying about yeah. minutes. It's all about their bench play. It's all about these little players playing a little bit now. They're going to I want to say they're going to coast to 65 wins because they're not going to need those late game situations, you know, the yeah. high high stress situations. Yeah. Where you're going to need your players playing 10 minutes in the fourth quarter. I don't think that's going to happen. There's not many situations where that's going to occur. Okay, so so
2: let's save that. Let's save our predictions and some of our keys for the game. Sorry. I I do want to go through. I want I want to go through one thing before we get into the full fledged keys and really flesh all that out. <laughs> is is to to uh, continue the segment that we introduced in our first comparison episode, and that's our projected stats leaders. And I think that this is this is kind of fun. It's so fun, yeah. we I think we we might kind of be in tandem on a couple of them, but. Let's kind of give our take and maybe a little bit of rationale as to
3: as to why we can if we can. Yeah. Um, So let's start out with points. I'm on the fence on this one already. Like I don't know who I'm going to flip a coin and I'm going to say Steph Curry, but I believe it's going to be Durant. But I'm going to my heart says Durant, my head says Curry. I think
2: with I think with outside shooting, I think with outside shooting,
3: it's going to be Curry. His
2: just his ability to make to make three pointers. It, like not that Durant can't make those, but I think Durant is going to take more inside shots and and go to the bucket more. So I think just statistically from from a scoring standpoint, he is he's going to be a very close second, but I I think I think Curry's still that deep threat. So plus, I mean, he obviously he is the deep threat, but with with Durant with everybody else you have on the court at one time, it's just like there are so many outlets and so yeah. many concerns. It's like yeah. now you now you maybe have to. What, what happens if you double up on Durant or you try and double up on Curry? You leave an All Star open.
3: Yeah, like you that, leave you leave the three point shooting champ open, Clay Thompson. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. I'm I'm still kind of wrapping my head around how to defend this team. Um, but it's a toss-up in terms of points because, like, it's still going to be a honeymoon phase, you know, with Durant joining the team. Yeah. They're going to be wanting to get him involved, wanting to get his his, uh, his po- points, his shots up, because who knows what the season's going to, you know, endure, what it's going to look like. Yeah. But from a point standpoint, man, I'm still, still, as I've even answered you. Yeah. Even when I wrote down my answer, I'm still, like, on the fence.
2: No, no. And, and I think that's okay. It's, it's. It's the challenge in this team in making some of these predictions just with how good they actually are. Yeah. So let's move from points over to rebounds. Now, I'm a little bit... You you start here. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm a little bit confused as to what my answer is.
3: So. Okay, so I think with rebounds, um, there's probably a lot... There's a lot of ways um, you can interpret this. I would say... Once a rebound is situated, it's green. It's all green, because when green gets the ball, he's going to pace the game. Yeah. He's going to run the ball. Yeah. But if it's Zaza, he's going to give it to a Durant. He's going to give it to a Clay. He's going to give it to a Curry. Yeah. And he's going to be always in the post trying to get those rebounds. And so my answer is Zaza. But he's not going to be playing a lot of minutes. He's going to be playing bogut like minutes, so I think I'm completely wrong with this. I don't know. I, I think... I don't have
2: a definitive, like a super definitive answer here. I think the I think the rationale for green makes more sense to me I from so. from a rebound perspective, but this is one where it's it's kind of like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fifty fifty toss up. But I I think those are I I think we're right in the terms of the two candidates that even get mentioned on that board, but. The order that they get in, exactly the minutes of Zaza, have yet to be determined. So yep. um, we continue to go there. Um, assists. So m- moving over to assists. Now, yeah, so this
3: is kind of the same statement with rebounds in terms of if Draymond is getting, doing this run-and-gun thing when he gets the rebounds, I think um, he's going to be taking the back seat to like the addition of Durant. He's not going to be taking all these shots, but I think he's going to be more of the playmaker than we, we will ever see. From uh, what what Draymond has been in the past, and I, I'm pu- I'm pushing Green for assists.
2: You think? Okay, so I I thought uh, okay, I was looking into assists, and I thought Curry actually had oh yeah had dude, had very very close to the number of assists. I, I I don't disagree with your rationale about what Green can do, but just in the position that Curry's in, Curry's in, I think. I think it'll be close.
3: I think, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, ball movement, very, yeah. very easy passing, and it's just like how to, how to defend. It's going to be extremely difficult. But um, the open man will get the shot, and there's yeah. going to be probably a lot of isos as well in terms of Curry just kind of doing his dribbling thing, yeah. Kurt, uh, Durant doing his own thing, mm-hmm. Draymond Green kind of posting up. But I think every possession runs through Green. Okay. All right. And so I, that's why my answer is this way. Sure. But I totally think you're right in certain, in terms of Curry was a steady, steady hand man. Like he yeah. was probably eight, nine assists a game. I think last year. I'm pretty sure he's gonna do very similar things here. This so I, I,
2: I think it's close. I I think that's that's a very that's within an assist per game yeah. of of who kind of leads the way. Yeah. So
3: um we'll see what happens.
2: Moving over to minutes you you're you're sticking on you're sticking on the, uh, green, the train.
3: green train <laughs> I think um I don't know how to answer this one really it's a toss up in my opinion because it could be a bench player like a David West or it could be a zaza Pajulia but I'm just going with one of the four stars and I'm gonna go with draymond Green because I think they're gonna blow every team out and they're just gonna need to end the game somehow you know so Draymond so Green just, is just kind of he just stays that. in and stays, stays in.
2: with with the second wave.
3: Yeah. Hmm. To help close the okay. twenty point games, you know.
2: Okay. And 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 that definitely makes sense. I was going with with yeah. Durant just from a perspective of like I mean he's come from putting in a lot of minutes I know. in OKC, so the likelihood of him continuing to put in minutes does not wouldn't surprise me. However, it's really hard to say just in terms of how many minutes Kerr will actually give him yeah, um, and, just, and just how much he'll actually need to be in the game later in those games because if they're up, especially if they're up by you know, 20, 30, 40 points, like Durant doesn't need to play.
3: Like, exactly hand doesn't
2: need to play Curry doesn't need to play like it's going to be interesting it's like you're excluding the fourth quarter yeah <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's going to be an interesting thing as a Golden State fan I know to kind of watch these games it's like if you don't get into the game early it's like it may be over yeah, with. yeah. so <laughs> and those
3: east coast games are kind of a killer on the west side like you you get to come home and see the last 10 minutes of the game yeah, you know? yeah and so now they're watching the Patrick Wickos it's the action like those.
2: the number of <laughs> the number of like uh, alerts that we'll see <laughs> um, you know for within 5 points is yeah. is minimal this season yeah uh, especially with golden state um we're in agreement here on steals i think i think curry continues to be the leader and i i i assume that that's that's your thought according to the notes yeah, I think has, he was, has it
3: changed he was like a top five in steals last season, so I don't think it's changing. And okay. he's he's a very underrated quick defender. Mm-hmm. I think maybe in seasons past he was exposed, sure. but he's really kind of gravitated and grasped that role.
2: Yeah. Um, I also am in agreement uh, with Pachulia on the blocks perspective. Just at you know playing in the in the low post, like he's just going to be in the best position.
3: Yeah. This is a weird stat.
2: F- four blocks. So yeah, I I, I just. The rest of the small, kind of quick outside team, it just doesn't. Yeah. it doesn't fit with
3: that exactly.
2: So. All right, so let's let's move from our projected stats leaders into our keys of the game. So, our keys of the team, I guess. <laughs> starting with,
3: starting with our man, KD. So, he loses a three-one lead in the last series he plays as a Thunder member. Yeah. To Golden State Warriors. Yep, he was on the high of the season. You know, he was a little injured at the t- at the beginning, and um, missed a little bit of time. But he came back and furious. He was probably the best player in the postseason. So I think he has a, a chip on his shoulder, <laughs> Which and is. he has, you know, and he has the skills to tat- back it up, and he has tattoos all over his legs. <laughs> oh, jeez. You mentioned the only just downfall of Kevin Durant. It, there's a downfall of Kevin Durant that is an undertone to the story. <laughs> and so I'm kind of talking about both right now. But okay, he has a thing to prove. He wants to be this other. He wants to be unleashed, which is so scary. <laughs> and I think he's the key to this team to do anything in the postseason because they, they're probably a championship contender without him. But he is the reason why they're going to get there because he's going to spell minutes for Curry, for Green, for Thompson. He's going to take the burden off, and it's going to make the game so much easier for all of them. You've seen triple teams on Curry. You've seen triple teams on you know in the post driving. Yeah, it's then you're leaving a Durant and or you know instead of a Barnes a Durant open. So I think he's a key. But him in Hollywood, you know. Instead of him in hayfields, <laughs> hay, hay bales. Yeah, um, that's that's going to be a key because now he's gone Hollywood and now he's um, he has Rick James on his legs and you know what I mean. It's it's going to be interesting to see what what kind of Durant comes out. I, I I think it's everything I've heard. It looks like it's going to
2: be the best the best Durant that he can. I, I think, think he's I think he's going to build off the energy there. I think Kerr is going to. Going to continue to help him,
3: help him get even better if that's possible. Isn't that crazy? I think so too. And I think he's gone on record saying, like on the mic saying, you know, I thought I was, you know, this type of player. I thought I was like an MVP, you know, the smartest player here. And I, there's things that I've never known about the game that I'm lo- learning now. Mm-hmm. It's like that's kind of scary. As a fan of other teams in the NBA, watch yeah. out. You <laughs> yeah. know? Durant still learning is kind of insane. Yeah. All right, so, so let's move on to the next key.
2: We talked a little bit about bench play, um, so I, maybe we've already covered this.
3: I feel like we've covered this at, pretty, uh, at a pretty good length, but I'll just say like we're going to see random players in fourth quarter situations that were just like, uh, who are these players? And they just have to keep the lead, you know? Yeah. I think it's key because then you're going to bring back these players that you don't want to necessarily bring back in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fast starts and blowouts. We, I mean, we, we mentioned Same it topic. just watching
2: the games, but yeah, that that will be it'll it'll be interesting how quick they start, how they how they get started. If it's that outside outside three point shooting, or if it's if it's dishing to the inside a little bit more, or getting getting Durant involved from you know within the perimeter, I guess. Um, but that's it, it's inevitable, and like just yeah, just the just the matchups that that's going to come. Um, I think you know re- rebounding. Rebounding could be kind of interesting. I, I think it might I, be
3: their weakest point on this team.
2: I think it is their weakest point. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's. I mean, they they definitely can handle the fast. They can handle fast breaks as well as anyone. But the but the actual rebounding uh, against some of, some bigger teams.
3: Could be an issue
2: in the paint. Could be could be tough. When
3: they go mega, you know, when they go their mega deaths uh, small lineup where it's like Durant at the four and Draymond Green at the five. Yeah, they're hurting in size. Their tallest player is Kevin Durant, you know, and so. So so can you name a
2: particularly difficult matchup for them against Utah, against PEGS?
3: Okay, Utah uh, Clippers. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I'm just like okay. you know, throwing out there. Okay, a couple teams in the West in in their conference, you know, like um, Sacramento, kind of. Um, yeah, but they're just
2: gonna like rebounding isn't going to, like they're just yeah. gonna bowl over them. So I know I'm I'm not I guess I'm not worried, but the but Spurs, the Clip, yeah, but the the Spurs, but the Clippers, Clippers to me is is. Is one that is really going to. I matter. really think
3: Utah is going to be an amazing team this season, and so I think they're going to be a trouble team for Utah for Golden State.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, moving on to the next. Yeah. M-
3: moving on to
2: to health. I mean, this was a this was kind of a major concern within you know within the playoffs last year, especially within the uh, was it it was the championship when. Well, when did when did Curry hurt his knee? I think it playoffs? was first
3: series. It was the first series, and he came back at the end of the second series. Okay, and then he was kind of just hobbled throughout the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, so and it's, AI had a back problem. Bogut was always injured, had a back problem. No, um, it's it's everything for this team.
2: They just they have they have to stay healthy, but I think I think fewer minutes and greater distribution allows allows to keep people keep people healthy but some of these some of these injuries especially on the knee front like it's so so dangerous as to what what can happen if you if they don't take care of themselves oh yeah so i guess we'll see really really interesting question that we move into leadership on this team this team has a lot of a lot of people who could be leaders in and of themselves like a like for instance, I think a Clay Thompson could be a leader on another team. However, on this team, he's a third or fourth. Yeah. So I guess the leadership question, to me, is between Curry and Durant. But Curry's the, you know, Curry's former the MVP. yeah, he's a former MVP. He's the he's the incumbent out there. So it's like, I think he's going. You know he's going to continue to drive, but how do they how do they even pro- approach the notion of leadership?
3: Yeah, because is it a collective? It's like
2: I I, I feel like it has to be a collective yeah. on a on a super team. Like
3: I know it's like almost everyone has to be a leader in their own right for it to work and kind of uh, abuse almost the the strengths of each person in their personality. You know Clay is very quiet, but you're right to the point where he would be a leader on another team. He would be the leader. He would be the person. Yeah, he's, call everything. he's good enough to be to be the but, leader
2: on another team but like when you have other when you have two other MVP candidates in front of you and just a complete force in uh, Draymond Green and yeah. with his stats it's like he's a fourth in my eyes he's yeah. not he's not even in that contention however leadership and organize you know organizational structure around leadership here from a player perspective has got to be an interesting Uh, Dilemma that they're coming. It'll be an
3: interesting storyline throughout the season. Like, if anything falls, it's like we'll blame it on this. You know, I think KD and his honeymoon phase with his team is going to be very quiet, soft spoken, and listen. But if he's not, you know, if he's if he's a Dwight Howard in in terms of like he's on a great team like Lakers or Rockets, and then he gets no touches in the paint, you know, Mm -hmm. if he's like only getting eleven shots a game, you might see something different about Kevin Durant. You know, yeah, he was the second if not leader on second in command if not leader of the thunder you know mm-hmm. 1A 1B yeah. he's not used to having all of this no
2: no definitely not <laughs> definitely not um so let's let, let's go to this next a uh, uh, couple points down here and that's i want to talk a little bit about the production from let's talk about Zaza and West and McKee, their their production and kind of what Expectations might be for them.
3: Well, they have to replace what was. Okay. And that's Festus, Spates, Barnes, and Bogut. Oh, Bogut. Barnes. No, no, yeah, Boget. But Bogut. We're talking definitely about the center position. Oh yeah, yeah, is their weakest position in the yep. team. Um, it is pivotal, if not paramount, if not required, for them to just be a force, a presence, and reliable when called upon, mm-hmm. because if they pass it to this person and he doesn't make the shot that is a scoreless position possession yeah. for the warriors and that is a win that is a win and a window for the other team okay cuz it seems like they're never going to be without a scoring possession unless this center position when they get the ball they miss yeah they fail they do an off they you know offensive screen or they miss you know box out for a rebound you know what I'm saying? There's all mm-hmm. these little things. The Davis need to be on point. That's this is a, a crucial, in terms yeah, of the it's success. it's
2: it's their weak point. And that's yes. how other teams can potentially exploit them. But that that really is their own only explo- mm-hmm. exploitation area. Because yeah. I don't I don't think they're going to have others.
3: There was a um, couple seasons ago. There was that what 65 win or no 60 win Atlanta Hawk team that featured Zaza Pachulia at the center. Okay. In the playoffs. He got exposed. So that team went out second round. Mm-hmm. Zaza was figured out and he can only do certain things. He's masked really well with people that just shoot really well. Yeah. So I'm just going kind to of end it on the fact that Zaza is figured out. Okay. Has no real uh, adds to his game. And so. Definitely. I mean, I don't want to be talking about Zaza. I want to be talking about Curry and Durando. <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, it's key. It's key, I feel. Yeah. Okay, so
2: let's let's move from production into and into just passing. I mean, we talked a little bit about passing and distribution, but you know, it, it will be an interesting thing. Especially, I'm not. I, well, I'm interested in passing amongst the starters more than I am kind of second team. Yeah. But ex- exactly how that happens, exa- like, you know, they're still going to play three ball, but they add such a force for more interior shooting with Durant that. Obviously, they're going to open up some shots for him. But just with the – like, they can't double team. So it's going to go – it's going to go man. You know, it's going to go man. So it's like, you know, Curry can go around these guys. Durant can go over these guys. I'm just like there's – like, passing-wise, there's just such a myriad of opportunities here because you're not, like – you're not having to deal with those situations of like, oh, yeah, three guys are on
3: Curry. I feel like it will be more entertaining to watch them – lead up to the shot than the actual shot even though <laughs> how, watching Steph Curry is like yeah. has brought me to a new level of fandom for a team that I don't, I don't necessarily root for Yeah, him and, and Clay Thompson um, watching Kevin Durant pass is going to be crazy watching <laughs> Kevin Durant with a sliver of space being open passing to someone wide open is going to be mind blowing you know what I'm saying like yeah, he will take the shot double teamed in, in an OKC Stephen, Stephen Curry will take that shot falling backwards, double-teamed. <laughs> they don't have to. No. no. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But there's going to be a lot of creativity. You know, there's going to be a lot of like, all right, we just ran a lot of free-flowing plays. Let's just have Durant have this possession. Let's have Curry have this possession. You know, let's, let's have a four, you know, four out and one in, you know.
2: Yeah. So you wanna, can you address this last point just in terms of exactly what you think the uh, kind of pick-and-roll... Yeah, um, situation might be.
3: Dude, so OKC never took advantage of this. Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant were on the same freaking team. Yeah. And they were barely playing pick and roll together. <laughs> Why? They were just doing isos. Yeah. Durant was on the wing getting a breather and yeah. Westbrook was doing his drive dish thing or drive and drive and drive or mid-range floaters. Yeah. And Durant sometimes would have the the beneficiary pass to him. Yeah. Pick and roll is so lethal if done right. And this team has four, if not five candidates. And they were doing it so well with Bogut and they were doing it really well with Green and Curry. Yeah. And then they found Thompson like out of nowhere in terms of being able to just do screens off the roll for Curry. And now we have Durant. So Durant is now part of pick and roll. It's going to be so lethal. I don't know what to really make of it there's going to be hundreds of people being like that just happened and like blow it blows up on internet and it's like a (laughs) a basic play but it's with Kevin Durant you know yeah it's going to be so it's going to be kind of a wait and see in terms of like uh first quarter first possession like holy crap this just happened but like um it's going to be it's hard to predict how how um unguardable this team can be but the use of pick and roll with Kevin Durant <laughs> is a key to this team. Yeah. Because he's never done it before.
2: Yeah, so I mean it's it's an untested key, but we we think we think right now that it could be a key it could be a key
3: kind of yeah. moving forward. Yeah.
2: So, all right. So let let's move from the keys and there I mean there are a ton of them that we went through here. Let's talk just very briefly amongst the weaknesses. I think that we've we've kind of we've kind of beat the, the weakness in the bigs to death already. Yeah. However, and we've talked a little bit about health. So let's talk just a little bit about bench strength because it will actually get to be a situation. Um, well, I mean, they're, they're going to go up in these games. Yeah. However, the bench players have to put in more time, so they're just going to need to – they're, they're going to need some production kind of coming out. So – like they have players like like David West who's gonna who's gonna be coming off the bench. So it's like they have some strength there, but once you get into once you get beyond kind of Livingston uh you get beyond West and, and Iggy and Livingston, I mean, like McAdoo and Precy and Ian Clark.
3: You're seeing their bench being a little bit of exposed when they're putting those people in. And it's like, let's capitalize as, a, as the opposing team, you know? Mm-hmm. It's everything, man. And I think their bench is a little weak, and they're going to have to have people like Patrick McCaw making shots when they're open. Yeah. And Anjan Verichau getting his rebounds, getting his offensive fouls, or, you know, the charges called for him. Uh... I don't know, man. Like it's hard to really explain this bench, because though it's been retooled a little bit, it's still very weak. And yeah, but
2: there's just no more money. There's, there's no, no more no,
3: money. There's no more money. Like you've you've already spent it on
2: like the craziest, you know, the craziest how,
3: you possibly could. And how will David West fit into the system? How well will um, these new these newbies fit into the system? You know.
2: It's it's hard to say, but yeah. when when people kind of combine with the will to win, I, I, I think it can fit together. And yeah. I, I think a lot of these other bench players just realize the opportunity yeah. that they have, so they're gonna and put they're gonna put their best foot forward.
3: Yeah, and winning cures all. So like yeah. whatever whatever minutes they get or do not get, winning cures all.
2: Are there any other weaknesses that we we haven't kind of taken into account here? I I think I think we've kind of addressed. Everything. I mean this this team is not gonna lose very many games. So like I don't think they have too many weaknesses to expose. Um so may, maybe we just kinda move let's let's just move to our last uh kind of our last thoughts and I predictions.
3: Think my final weakness and okay. it's not on here, okay. Is being too relaxed.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just expectations are not the same as results. Yeah. So they 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 do need to get in there. They do need to play hard. This is the NBA. Yeah. people are going to come at them. People are going to just have this. You know, they might be in awe who's on the team, but they're gonna they're gonna come wanting to prove something. Yeah. So you get a team like the Jazz. They get, they're gonna want to roll in, roll into the bay and make a statement, dude. So, just because teams are hungry. Yeah. Like, man. hey, T Wolves are gonna do
3: it again, dude. I know. It. I know it, man. <laughs> Okay, so so let's wrap up with kind of thoughts and predictions uh for Golden State. Some like quick hits. I think um what would you say in terms of like wins? Like an over under is like 60 something, 63 would be easy, easy for them to make. Would you would you say easily over? Would you say they're going to they're going to kind of cap it like 60 wins and kind of coast through the season, the mid mid part of the season, they're not going to really do much. They're going to rely on their bench. I think I'm going to say 66
2: wins. That's insane, isn't it? I'm going to say 66 wins. I just, I, th- there's going to be some, there's going to be some events like the T Wolves and maybe a Jazz or something like that. But I just, I, and, and maybe a Cleveland. I know. But I'm not, I'm not convinced that other teams can consistently beat them. It's no. just, it's too damn hard. And especially, especially if everybody's healthy. Now, if people aren't healthy, I think it goes from like 66 to like, you know, 61 or something like that. And that's, that. like,
3: m- meaningless. <laughs>
2: but, I mean, they're hands, like, just hands down
3: the leaders in the West. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go just a little bit above you and say 68 wins.
2: 68 wins. I think it's a, such a I don't see them prediction. losing,
3: like, with the exception of what you said. Yeah. The odd four, the fourth game in five nights, or the odd back-to-back where they went into double overtime in the previous game. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll lose. Seriously, okay. like I'm no. saying, no more than fourteen, fifteen losses. Like I don't think I'm. I don't think it's happening.
2: Because we're talking eighty, yeah, eighty-two games. Yeah, no, seventy-two games.
1: Eighty-two.
2: Eighty-two games. That's A- okay. No, man, that's terrible. That's okay. What is my my statistical you... eighty-two games, man. It's okay, man. I'm still sixty-six. Is still a
3: good number. Yeah. Sixty-six. It's still, it's, it's good.
2: I I think it's still. They won plus.
3: seventy plus last season. Like, just think about it. No, they won seventy
2: plus last season. Damn it! That's I, what I, I just said. No, no, no. no. But you 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 predicted sixty-eight. So you okay? Sorry, I'm 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 retaking this. I'm, okay. re, I'm retaking this. So eighty-two for some. My factors are off. Eighty-two games. They're gonna win. They won seventy three. Yeah,
3: they were seventy three and nine. Eighty two. It's it's a, it's, it's no,
2: season? I know there's eighty two. I just I biffed it hard. So <laughs> uh, seventy four. I'm gonna I'm moving up from sixty six.
3: Seventy four. F and crap. I'm moving up from oh my god 66. 74. So they're going to break their own record. I think they can break their own record. So it was the Bulls with 72. Yeah. 72 and 10. The Golden State Warriors with 73 and nine, yeah. failing to win the championship. And you're saying the championship comes after the fact that they have Kevin Durant. They're going to win 74. I think 74. I,
2: I still contend. I still contend. I was, so I was are, basing off of it. Like, there
3: are eight losses for the Golden State Warriors this season. Yeah. So they chased history. They broke, uh, breached history. And they're doing it again. They're breaching their own history. So that means Stephen Curry broke his own record last season by 100 plus threes. He's going to do it again? I don't
2: necessarily agree with that. I'm just saying from a, they can win games. They they okay. they can win more games. I'm not talking I'm not they talking about games. individual No, I'm not because I don't think that's a fair comparison because yeah. that was Steph Curry on that team. He's he's one of the he's one of the leaders, but they have a they have a team that was put together for a couple seasons to yeah. to do that and support him like that. This is a this is a fundamentally different team and his individual scoring is going to change as a result of Durant being here uh-huh. however I, I just to my original point i don't think they're going to lose games in, unless it's an anomaly or unless it's like the cavs
3: okay so you're saying they're going to be a second seed huh
2: no i'm get, i'm saying <laughs> they're going to be a they're going to be a damn first seed they're going to be a first seed and they're going to be they're going to be ready to go however However, I I don't know I don't know on the east side, but we're gonna get into that in our full prediction show. I don't even want to speculate on that quite yet. So yes, so, records to your original notes, records will be broken. Records will be broken. Records will be shattered. <laughs> All right, so so let's let's move on. Let's move on from, from uh Golden State. So I've now determined that there's 82 games. So, I, so the 74
3: f- win, Golden State Warriors. 70, yeah,
2: we are we are significantly lower for the this next team.
3: You better believe that I will be tweeting out that Hondo said 74 no. wins. No, I'm no. tweeting at the end. Oh, 74. Okay. Do, do, 74. Don't. Do, yeah. I'm gonna tweet out to every media reporter out there, and we're gonna get some hits on this, man. Okay. 74 and eight. 70, 74 and eight. Don't Feeling be, great. don't
2: be tweeting out that I screwed up the game count no, because no. I, I, know I screwed that What's up. It's an I'm honest no, I, mistake? I'm owning it. I'm owning it's it. It's an honest mistake. But seventy, I will roll with 74. you You're a little bit lighter. You're lighter in the head too. You know. It's like- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's jump right into OKC. So, okay. I mean, OKC changes, and you know the biggest change is now sitting on, you know, <laughs> you, know you know sitting with Golden State. So, yeah. so with with rant on the other side. This team has a fundamental anchor in in Russell Westbrook. Like he is the he's the foundational player. He is the Kobe of like of of OKC. Yeah. yeah. However, however, you start talking about greater depth and it's it, all it, gray. it I mean, there are players and contenders here, sure. but it goes down. Good point. It goes down kind of quickly. So, let's let's talk a little bit about who's Who's going to be in the lineup, especially in the starting
3: lineup? Before I bring up the lineup, there was a preseason like, uh, teaser. And it was um, OKC with three players on it, on this banner. And there was three players on the Golden State Warriors banner. And it was Durant, it was Curry, and it was Green. Jeez. And on OKC's, it was Russell Westbrook, Victor Oladipo, and Andre Robertson. Ooh, spooky! <laughs> Andre Robertson made the three. Yeah, spooky. They used to have James Harden. They used to have Reggie Jackson. They used to have Serge Ibaka. They used to have Kevin Durant. Oh, man, that's that's painful. three.
2: they didn't even put Adams on that poster. I know. Like, oh, talking about foundations. What right? a terrible marketing plan.
3: But, yeah. Okay. All right. It was, so- it was crazy.
2: Okay, but moving from that story into the lineup. Sure. We know we're starting with Westbrook.
1: Yeah.
2: He's their point guard. Uh, Yeah, a huge addition in... I think it's a huge addition with Oladipo. Really? Well, I mean, in context of who else is on this team, I think it's a big addition. Yeah, I think Um, we'll
3: get into it in a little bit, but I I find that it's a little bit too uh, duplicate, you know? Okay. Too repetitive.
2: Okay, but we'll We'll break, break that down in additions. So... You want to you kind of go through Robertson and...
3: Yeah, so uh, their starting small forward is going to be Andre Robertson now. And their power forward, replacing Serge Ibaka, is Ersan Ilyasova. It hasn't been completely determined, but I feel like this is the biggest bet. And then obviously Steven Adams at the center. And in terms of their bench, we're looking at Inez Kanter, who's probably a six-man-of-the-year candidate right now. Um, Jeffrey Laverne from Denver, he looks really strong. He's gonna be an X factor for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I put this guy in bold. I don't know if he's gonna be actually good at all, but Ronnie Price from Utah. Yeah, so so I, I was reading about Ronnie Price. So Ronnie wow. Price,
2: well, because Ronnie Price is like a he was a veteran player, but he's he's been hurt, so yeah. he's coming back. He can kind of make he could potentially make a statement with this squad, but it's it's kind of hard to say. Hey, can we go back to I- Ilya Sova? Sure. Where is Ilya coming from? Orlando. Orlando Oh, he's part of the, 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 the part of the Oladipo trade. Okay, so we moved from Ronnie Price
3: into uh, Sabonis, Sabonis and Morrow, and Sabonis was also part of that trade. And and Morrow. That's crazy, right? Morrow, thirty-seven year old Anthony Morrow is now going to be like actually shooting again for the <laughs> first time in like decades. Um, they're going to need him because look at this roster. I don't think we said a single three-point shooter on this roster except uh, until we got tomorrow, and that was like ten deep.
2: Yeah, that's that's rough. It's man. a little rough.
3: They got to play big ball and they got well, I mean they have to play have to
2: play kind of inside with with Russell or
3: <sighs> Yeah, they're going to rely on their mustache bros, man. I feel like Enos Canter and Stephen Adams are going to be a lot of the what's the the success of this team. But um, you know, they got then they got, you know, Mitch McGarry, a uh, Mitch suspension McGarry, um, and Alex Caruso. Who the hell is this dude? Um, I don't know, man. It's just like it looks really, really hazy, gray, foggy, just like the clouds in Seattle right now. <laughs> we got, you know, the the god the god child from below, from above, you know, in Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. And then just a sea gray. <laughs> but so yeah, in terms of like just key new additions, Ursana Ilasova, Victor Odipo, and Domantas Sabonis from I actually cannot pronounce his first name, uh, Domantas Sabonis from Orlando, okay. For, Serge Ibaka. Yep. And they got you know Jeffrey Laverne and Ronnie Price, and I feel like they actually retooled very, really, really nicely. It's like instead of breaking down their roster and re, uh, you know, basically tanking.
2: Yeah, they, they at re-tooled. least st- they stayed a contender. They yeah. stayed a contender, and we'll talk about their positioning as we as we get as we move forward here. They stayed competitive. Um, yeah, it just it it seems to me like there there are definitely more. This was a reaction. This, I mean, th- these plays may have kind of taken shape over a period of time. However, right. the reaction to stay competitive instead of tanking is is, yeah. is definitely a, an interesting thing. But this team, I think, will need to. Um, I, I I think it'll just be it'll be on the market in free agency, looking for some some veteran so, no. players. As we get into next year, but we'll uh, you know we'll continue to watch that. So so let's kind of move from the new additions into our stat leaders. I think it's you can't even like argue
3: this point
2: that points wise, Westbrook leads this team. I think
3: he led the NBA in triple doubles last season.
2: Did he lead in triple doubles, or was that uh, I believe?
3: Because what?
2: Because Green was really, really high on that list too, right? Yeah,
3: probably, but I believe it was Westbrook. Okay. So um I'll just go ahead and say that we were like in kind of not contentment, or but we were in a an, uh, a nice discussion point about all these points with uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah. I believe with OKC, it's like a no brainer over everything. Yeah. With points, I believe it's going to be Westbrook hands down. What And any disputes? No, n- no disputes with points. I do have a dispute with rebounds, though. Okay. I feel like with points. We're gonna see an MVP caliber type player in Westbrook. Um, it's it's kind of hysterical saying finally, yeah, because he's been kind of MVP light this whole time. I um, I mean I I think he's, but he's unleashed. We've always been saying what is Kev- what is Russell Westbrook gonna be like without Kevin Durant? We seen we've seen it in a little bit of like spurts, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, he's but just I, gonna
3: be freaking unleashed.
2: I I mean I th- I think he's the main contender yeah. for for an MVP. But we'll, interesting, yeah. I'll go I'll. I'll fully divulge all my rationale in the uh, yeah yeah in the predictions in the in the predictions. Um, okay, so so moving from points to rebounds, th- I think this is really the only area that we disagree in. Sure. And
3: you're you're going with Westbrook. I'm going with Westbrook because um, he's going to be at it, man. He's going he's going 120 miles an hour at every minute of the game because he's out there to prove everything. And he was doing, you know. 10 12 rebounds a game anyways last season and now he has no West, or no Durant no Ibaka he's going to be doing it all man yeah i just think i if, do agree with your point about Cantor getting i'm sorry if i spoiled it no 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 go ahead you put you, you put down Kanter. P- i think Cantor's is going to be a great choice great candidate yeah
2: I'm yeah sorry. i mean it's it will we'll just see how it plays out just typically you know, taking the guards and oh yeah, it's, and, it's and 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 assuming that they're going to be the rebound leaders. I I guess that was my only point of only point of contention. Mm-hmm. Now, when we move into, I don't think you know from an assist standpoint, there's no one that can rival Westbrook here, not not from OKC. From a minute standpoint, he's the workhorse of this team. He, they're not going to sit him unless they really need to. That's right. Steals. He's one of he's. He's awesome, Ed Steels, and one of yeah. the, one of the better ones in the NBA. So, uh, and then then blocks. I mean, if you're going to talk blocks, you have to talk Stephen Adams. Right, like Stephen Adams. He's, he's just a
3: presence down he, low.
2: Yeah. So there's, I, I don't think there's any arguing there. Yeah. Great. All right. So move, moving to our keys, keys for OKC as they as they approach the season.
3: So I think um, what's so insane about this team before we get into the, the, the first key, is that this is finally Westbrook's team. This is finally the team he gets to kind of run the crash course. He gets to run however he wants to run, and he has Donovan at his helm, You know, like to give him the, the keys. And I think this is going to be one of the fastest-paced teams in the NBA. So in terms of points per game, and they need to keep this pace up because yeah. they have no way to catch up with three-point shooting.
2: No, they, they don't. They so they absolutely don't.
3: Points per game is everything for them. They're gonna be outshot in a lot of games. In my opinion. Yeah, they're so gonna be out hustled in terms uh, of their depth and their um lack of strength besides Adams and Cantor. Yeah. And I think they can be exposed in that regard.
2: So I, I mean I would say I would just I would say one point kind of on on addition to points per game. I think it's points per game and distribution of shots. Sure. Exactly where they're kind of taking it from. If they if they're taking those those inside shots and they're getting that scoring from from Adams and Cantor and really taking advantage of those easy buckets inside I I think they can continue to do it so they don't force a lot of shots to the perimeter yeah to the to the earlier point right um to, move on to the yeah. kind of offensive rating
3: so uh, you know every every uh, pundit out there makes these these
2: Predictions. predictions,
3: these stats, these all these things. And some of them are just efficiencies and just to kind of combine stats with stats to make a stat called efficiency <laughs> or offensive rating. Yeah. And OKC was top five last season. I don't think that's changing, even without a Durant, because they're just going to be always trying to score in the paint. They're not going to be taking these outside shots, so there's not like a 30% or below no. three-point shooter. It's going to be... A fifty percent chance to make a layup, or you know what I mean? Yeah, so the, I mean this
2: team. This team to me is is going to be fast. It's going to be moving, and yeah. Russell Westbrook is going to set the pace yeah. from an offensive rating. I don't know if they're top five. I don't know if I completely agree with that stat, but I do think they're a top ten. Cool, they're they're top ten in, in offensive rating because they're just they're going to be out there running. Yeah, and that is going to beat other teams.
3: And likewise to the opposite point, they're going to be out there running on defense too. They got Oladipo. They got yeah. Andre Robertson playing meaningful minutes. They got Westbrook unchained. They got uh, Adams. That's four defensive players yeah. on their starting five.
2: Yeah. No, I I, I would I would actually go. I would I would switch. I would say wow. Yeah. No well
3: no no. I let, let me
2: just finish my thought here. That the offensive rating is top 10, I would say the defensive rating is top 5. Wow. So I would I would just go that way. Um going to going to the next point. Th- this is a key and I think it's also just the weakness in just in their in their bench. Like they they don't have the depth here. They don't have the depth and they they need the depth, but they're going to have to they're going to have to build up that bench. They're going to have to kind of give those, give those players meaningful minutes, continue to drive their, their talents forward, because I, I don't think they're going to get anybody out. I
3: mean, I don't think any other moves are coming to them. I know. Isn't that, isn't that kind of scary? Like they're, they're the king of draft picks, but yeah. in terms of trades, I don't know, man. I don't know what they can bring in. But any way to spell minutes from, for Westbrook is going to be such a positive and a key for this team. Yeah. So any way they can get him out of the game for just a couple of minutes yeah. is going to be great. I don't know. I don't, I, I, so, I I reluctantly say that they won't be able to do it.
2: So talk to me about that point just a little bit, just in terms of what happens when Westbrook's out of the game. Who's who's in his place?
3: No, I literally don't even know. Yeah. I feel like Ronnie Price is taking the Cameron Payne train um, because Cameron Payne is injured, if not like unreliable, and still really scrawny mm-hmm. um, and unproven. But Ronnie Price is the exact opposite of Russell Westbrook, and so I think it's probably, as I'm saying, as I'm talking it out loud, I'm probably going to be Victor Oladipo. So when <laughs> when when there's a posi- what's up? No, I I, I I like that you went.
2: I, we I went know. Cameron Payne to Ronnie yeah. Ronnie Price yeah. and then settled on Oladipo. <laughs> Perf- I was perfect. I was I was answering this live, that live was, and you, valid. You just you just picked and rolled yourself, man. <laughs> so, <Victor>. uh, <laughs>
3: all right, continue, uh, continue. So my answer is finally, in conclusion, Victor Oladipo.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> terrific, terrific. All right, so Viol. <laughs>
2: continuing to move forward, I. I think we've already talked about this in the points per game. Fast starts, but they, they do have to worry about kind of getting behind. If they get behind, they have to rely on their bench, especially in the later part of the game.
3: Yeah.
2: That is a tough situation so, for these
3: guys. It's a hard one.
2: Um, from a rebounding and fast break perspective, they're, they're going to handle the fast breaks well, yes. especially with, with Westbrook leading the charge. From a rebounding perspective, uh, Cantor and Adams, I have, I have absolute faith and their ability to I have faith in this as well. And, and their ability to rebound, just you know, especially defensively. So, um, pacing—you know—they ha- if they're gonna if they're gonna run fast, if they're gonna run hard for the game, they gotta keep up that pacing. They gotta they gotta set a tone. If if they set a tone that they can stay with, I think it's fine. If they try and run a gun really really fast and and can't keep up that pace for the game, they're gonna you're going to see a lot of losses from these guys i know and that's it's that's not going to it's not going to be good yeah <laughs> Let's talk a
3: little bit about the the dance pack <laughs> i knew you'd get a kick out of this and i'm glad that i brought it in there so um throughout the whole season last season there was like this weird like storyline of every pre-game ritual certain people had this thing you know lebron throws the chalk up and uh kg throws it you know spits their blows a chalk in the announcer's face. Westbrook dances. Westbrook <laughs> yeah. dances with pain. And if you if you like if you laugh at him yeah, you're never getting the ball. You know like you're yeah. never going to get the ball. If you are with him if you join this Westbrook train and ride it <laughs> and ride that train <laughs> right. you're on, at least you're at least getting one shot a game.
1: Come
2: on Westbrook train yeah.
3: and ride it. Exactly dude. Thank you for singing live in Ballard. <laughs> Like, I know uh, you have excellent taste in music, and awesome, I'm glad you went there. Awesome, awesome dance, dance pack. But it's <laughs> not just that. It's not just the pregame ritual. It's like this is a new team. This is kind of a brand new. Who is Westbrook now? Yeah. So who is? So keep the energy high. Like bow down to him. Yeah. And like do it. Do his service and keep the spirits, the high energy, the high octane, all up there. Loving life. You know, just like crushing in that that mentality because yeah. that will result in the game. You will see it live in the game.
2: Yeah, and, and I think that's that's the thing. Even as a result of retooling, if they keep up this positive attitude, if they keep up their pacing, if the, if they stick with the fundamentals that they're used to, yeah. they can win games. I don't know if they're, they're not going to win the number of games that they used to win, but they are going to be competitive. Um, one of the interesting things and in kind of just going on, just the strength and spirit of Russell Westbrook is, it's just his ability to grow as a player this season. Yeah. So we know he's going to lead, we know what he's capable of, but if he if he can change his game to help support this team and maybe it's maybe it's kind of maybe it's more three ball, maybe it's like yeah. maybe it's better passing to the post or something like that in order to in order to kind of pick up some of the slack um you know of of what he's lost.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he's gone on record on media just saying like he was asked by some of his uh, uh, peers and media representatives like, uh, "What's next for Russell Westbrook? Like, how do you grow as a player?" And he's like, he just smiled, being like, "I got this," you know. Yeah. And um, no,
2: I, I have I have no doubt, but I have no it's, doubt it's but a real question. It's a real question. Yeah. It's a real question because it's it's not just hey, I'm Russell Westbrook and I'm here, I'm Russell Westbrook and I understand. Yes. that my team has changed yes. and i even though i'm good at what i do i have to respond to the needs of my team and mm. and respond in kind with with assets to support them yeah. because otherwise you just yeah he's the best player on a bad team <laughs> like that's what happens <laughs> yeah, so and hopefully play. that's not the case but you know i you know, continue. on, And I mean, dude,
3: he's probably going to carry this team to like 35 wins by himself. So it's going to be like all the others as well. But Westbrook is going to have to learn how to distribute in a very like uh, articulate manner. Like here is the pass to sh- get the shot, you know, as opposed to here's a, here's the pass because I'm out of options and I'm dribbling, I'm dribbling into traffic and I've ran out of, you know, speed, you know, mm-hmm. so it needs to be very meticulous and very articulate in terms of the game plan. Yeah. I would say in terms of consistent, like, he's going to be shooting a ton, a metric ton, of mid-range floaters, you know? Right. Those mid-range jumpers. Are you all right?
2: No, I'm just, I just want the hashtag metric ton of mid-range floaters oh, just, yeah. just,
3: just to run all over okay. Twitter. all right. Just to run all over Twitter, so. That's funny. Um, <laughs> you know, he's known for those mid-range shots, like running really fast, stopping on a dime, and mid-range shots. He's been doing a lot of that. And I don't know if that's exactly the most efficient shot. Um, so expanding that knowledge to know that that's not a great shot to maybe take that three or maybe to drive all the way. So um, I would like to see him shoot more threes, but I don't know if he's going to be that player. So yeah, and That's not the Westbrook we like to watch either. So. No,
2: no, no, no. No, definitely not. Um, so let's, let's get into the last point here and just – and maybe expand upon this. I'm not sure exactly where you're headed with the the comment about kind of yeah. not stepping in each other's way. Okay. So so what exactly are you? I think it's kind of thinking um
3: it's kind of an addendum to the dance pack. It's oh, okay. like if there's conflict, you're seating in the game. If like in the game itself, it's Westbrook, Westbrook is driving. Oladipo should also not be driving. You know, also, Oladipo uh, should not be in okay. his path to the basket. And everyone is a close range, mid range jump shooter in this team, except for El Salva and Anthony Morrow to an extent. Mm-hmm. So, okay, see, good luck. You know, yeah. <laughs> like they're all dribble drivers on this team. Oh. They're all low post players. So, if Westbrook is driving, don't have a canter. Adams, Oladipo standing in his place. Like, standing in his way, you know? Yeah. That's no. really what I'm saying. But it's also, yeah. in, 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 a, in a lighter way, it's also talking about just attitudes and mentalities. Yeah. And not, not trying to be a Kevin Durant to his Westbrook, you know? Yeah.
2: Okay, so, so let's, let's just cover the weaknesses. I, I think we already touched on a couple of them, and we can just kind of go over them quickly. Um, we talked about the bench. We talked about the bench. I don't think we need to mention that again. There's, we, yeah. we understand what's going on there. From a rebounding perspective, we understand. Well, you're saying this is a weakness
3: outside of those two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Oh, outside of those three. Okay. That
2: no, and that makes sense. I I think I think their stronger reps do have ability, like really strong rebounding ability, uh, even against other core competitors in the league, but. Yeah, the rest of this bench is re- yeah, rebounding wise can be a little bit tough. Yeah, there to your point, there is no no three point shooter really on this team besides maybe Murrow. Um, I would say I would say this is to my in my opinion from the it's the bench and it's the the NBA knowledge of of Coach Donovan. Like he is he is just kind of getting started, isn't it? And you know, I he is a he's a very good coach, and he's he's been successful at Florida. However, coaching in the NBA is different. You don't necessarily kind of make that jump. Not everybody is the is Brad Stevens kind of jumping right in exactly.
3: And you have to kind of you know pander towards uh, the egos on the team. And like Scott Brooks before Donovan was just like, "Okay Durant, okay Westbrook, go play ISO ball all game." Yeah. And then Donovan instilled a couple of offensive sets, but it was essentially Durant, Westbrook, shoot. Yeah. No. So this is his first season without any of that. It's just Westbrook. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have a whole new team to kind of reroute his playbook. So I feel like it's a weakness right now because we, he's so unproven. He has, we don't know what he's done in the NBA, no. except for be like a nice like therapist, you yeah. know, in a way, and yeah. conflict mediator and. This is really good. Keep doing what you are really good at, Durant. Yeah, you know, so.
2: Okay, and you know,
3: I. And we've been saying this enough, but it's just like the proven players. Yeah. They got Westbrook and Gray, you know. So. Yeah. Um. Okay. So thoughts and predictions
2: moving forward. So, number of wins for OKC this season.
3: I think you have a different opinion on this but i'm going to say under 37 wins. I I'm
2: going to be fairly close but i i say there are 500 they're they're 500. I I I say they can win 41 and missing the playoffs. I do think they'll probably miss the playoffs.
3: Isn't that crazy? I I mean they I don't want them to miss the playoffs, I, but guess who's in their place? It's the Wolves. It's the yeah. you know it's I,
2: I mean if you talk you talk where they probably land, yeah, I mean it's the the wolves, the jazz,
3: the yeah well there's like there's like a top tier Memphis. and there's like a second tier, and then there's this bottom there's not the 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 gutted tier, but it's like the bottom tier towards the playoffs, and yeah. that's Memphis, that's dallas, that's o k c that's portland
2: yeah. No, I I, I, I mean, think
3: you know Rockets and like that's one of the, one of those teams is not in the playoffs.
2: I don't think Dallas is in, but yeah. you know we'll we we'll, we'll get into that for a, a, a later a later day. But I think I think that we're fairly close. I think that we, we both understand that they're they're retooling, they're capable of winning if they if they stay at their speed and if they control the tempo of the games. However, they're not. They're just the, the Western Conference is difficult this year. I mean it's it, it has been difficult but it's going to continue to be difficult. Yeah. The Warriors, the Spurs, the Clippers, Portland's still still the jazz, difficult. The jazz, Rockets, jazz, jazz, Rockets, San Antonio, uh, Wolves, the uh, Wolves and, and and that's not to mention yeah, and then all the all the other teams in the East. Yeah. So it's just like these guys are getting this, they're going to struggle for some wins. They're going to get some wins. I mean, oh, I yeah. think they're going to, you know, they're gonna beat the Sacramento's. They're gonna beat. The, they're gonna beat Phoenix. They. They're gonna beat Orlando. Like exactly, <laughs> you know, or the, so I know, think the Sixers. But like yeah. that's
3: those are easy wins. So for, those are that, that's kind of to our point. Like they can ride Westbrook for thirty five, thirty six wins, but without Westbrook, what do they do? I don't think they have a winning condition on this team. No, They don't have, no, a way, with, they don't have a without strategy.
2: without Westbrook. They're twenty twenty five wins maybe. Max, yeah. Um, you know they'll st- they would still pull off some wins. They got enough. They got some character there, but I, I just don't huh. think it's enough. Um, yeah, so we we think that they'll be missing the postseason. I think, and I'll fuck it. I'll go on record. Ooh. I'll go on record saying that my top pick for MVP is Russell Westbrook. That's insane. Dot com. My top pick. I and and. And I'll just I'll get into it. I'll get into it that I think with what he's able to do individually. Oh, <sighs> okay. So as from a statistical standpoint, he'll put up the numbers to be an MVP candidate. However, yeah, MVP candidates come from coming from losing teams and missing the playoffs. That never happened. It, it just doesn't happen. So. Uh,
1: you're, yeah, I, you're thinking I, about it. Live. I, I,
2: I'm now, I'm now thinking about it live. But I, okay, let me revert to saying this. He, he is in the top three, in top three, and I'll make my, I'll go back and make my
3: final prediction on the Good. prediction episode. Good, can't wait. He is must watch TV, must watch league Plus TV. Yeah, every night he's playing. Every night OKC is playing. You have to watch Cause this. Team. I mean, because it when it really gets into watching
2: like an individual player kind of take charge, yeah. like I really, you know, I really love kind of watch, just watching him, his abilities. And it's just like, who else are you going to watch? Like watching Anthony Davis when he can take over is, is really fun. And Paul George too. But like, he's just, he's on another level,
3: he's on another level. when
2: it, when he's playing at this. And it's like, what, I'm not going to turn on James Harden and watch him just brick shots. Uh-huh. I like, no way and just like the number of shots that he'll take Westbrook will still just be rational about it. Like Harden will just piss you off.
3: Yeah. Harden's a little boring to watch, but anyways,
2: but I, you know, I guess, I guess kind of anyways, this settles like they're going to be a fairly good team. They're obviously rebuilding. There's going to be some acquisitions next year to continue to improve them. They're going to probably draft pretty good this next year. Um, I'm still going to watch them. I, I enjoy watching OKC and I still have to kind of wear my, my old Kevin Durant Jersey. Um, As I continue to follow, so should I wear the Durant jersey? I guess here's a question live on air: Should I wear the Durant jersey when I'm watching Golden State, or should I still uh, wear it when I'm when I'm, when I'm watching? Uh,
3: <laughs> do you remember that like uh, Instagram picture? Like I don't remember who it was, but like um, they put duct tape over the three and then Oladipo on Durant. Yes, yes. So like you I could just that. do that. You could always wear that. I saw that. <laughs> uh, or I don't know. You could kind of scribble a zero, you know, on top of thirty-five, just make it like. Zero. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not
2: gonna. I'm not gonna mess up the jersey. I'll just wear a throwback
3: Thunder. Like I
2: saw him do dunks that I just. I. I can't throw away the jersey. Like the yeah. dunks. Those dunks it, were nuts. Uh, they were insane dunks. Um No, but what he was doing was just like, it was, uh, what is it, the the movie with Michael Jordan uh Space Jam? Like I, I just kept never call, heard of it. Uh. <laughs> I kept calling it Space Jam dunks, just like <laughs> Durant. Durant yeah. hit the Wolves with like five Space Jam dunks yeah, yeah. in that game, and he just towered over. Oh so. gosh! All right, so that's gonna wrap up Riding the Pine with this awesome, awesome feature on Golden State and OKC. So next week we're gonna come back with another comparison. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna go to the research room and figure out who we're gonna bring back to you. But
3: stay, it's gonna be a good one.
2: Stay with us. This is this is Hondo Gee for Riding the Pine.
3: We out.
1: Vencent Video production.
0: This is Stacy on her motorcycle.
1: What an incredible
2: view!
0: And this is Stacy off her motorcycle. Does this have sucralose in it? On her motorcycle. Oh, the wind in my hair! Off her motorcycle. Uh, it's pronounced etc., not etc. On. Woohoo! Yes. Off. No. You're better on your bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.
4: Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back.